It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We are going to be opening up a new soft-sided facility that will be able to process up to 1,000 migrants a day. So that's it? That's the result of Joe Biden going to the border? Well, we're going to open up a new facility. That's All right. That's progress, Bill. That's what Texas wanted to hear, right? I'm sure. What a waste of time. Uh, that was a cut from Alejandro Mayorkas. That's our Homeland uh, Defense Secretary. That's what he said. Here's another part of what he said. What we're trying to have them do is incentivize them to come to the ports of entry instead of in between the ports of entry. Oh, okay. Oh, good. All right. So, so just move over here. Come on in still, but just go over, do it over there. <laughs> we're not going to secure the border. No, no that's out of the question. Right. We're not going to do any of that. We're not going to protect our southern border. Instead, just, hey, come over. Just move a little bit to the left. Right. Would you? Oh, and also, don't forget to download that app we got for you. Oh, I forgot about the app. <laughs> we're going to give them an app. Oh my gosh. Uh, so they can apply for citizenship while they're on their way. <laughs> I wish we were making all this up. This is really what's happening. If it wasn't so scary, it would be funny. But that's well, that's where we are. That's exactly what it is. Um, and that's and that's what's going to happen here from here on out. I think because I don't see anything changing. It was a three-hour visit, three hours from Joe Biden to the border. That was the end result. It was really just a stopover on his way to Mexico. Yeah, that's right, because he's going to Mexico City for that whole uh, meeting there with uh, Trudeau and the Mexican president, and they're going to be hanging out, talking about stuff that's, you know, nothing's going to get done in the end, but they'll be there for the photo ops and say that they met and talked about all trade and issues within uh, North America, but nothing really is really going to get done, and nothing got done during Biden's border visit yesterday. No. Three hours just hanging out, took a couple of pictures, they cleaned everything up, all of a sudden all the migrants were just gone, Lord knows what they did with them. That is really something to pay attention to if you happen to catch that today. Fox is doing a good job of showing it. Uh, A a lot of El Paso groups that are just trying to make the country, make the world aware of their migrant crisis here, are showing the before and afters of the, literally the day before Biden got there on Saturday, they cleared out the migrant camps. And there's before and after photos of a six-hour difference. It looks like a different city. Where'd they move the migrants to? Where'd they put them? Because they're going to put them back now that Biden's gone. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, last minute. You hear about your your family's coming over, or one of your friends you haven't seen in a while, and you're like, oh my gosh, the house is a mess. And you just start putting things away. All right, just, just push this in the closet. Put that there. They're not going to see it. And put that, just, just close that door, and they're not going to open that door anyway. And then all of a sudden, oh, everything, they come over. Oh, this place, place looks great. Yeah, I'm so happy to see you. That's basically what they just did. Let's be with honest. Biting coming over. That's the only time I clean half the time. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Oh man, we got a we got a party coming up Friday. Oh well, at least it'll give me a chance to clean up the house. That's right. <laughs> that's what they did. You're exactly yep. right. Good example, Diener. That's exactly what it is. It's sad, man. That's that's how that's how it works over there. Instead of actually fixing the issue, they're just gonna hide it away, and then he leaves, and then everything's gonna go back to the way it was. Texas Governor Greg Abbott not too happy. Uh, Karen had this sound before. It's worth playing again, though. He should have been out here from day one to fix the problem that he created. That's exactly right. Should have fixed the problem. He's uh, two years too late, but 20, 20 million too short. And I think Abbott saying the fix the problem that he created. Remember, everything was fine. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it'll always be better, and, and it was getting better under Trump's presidency when it comes to the southern border. I mean, they had it under control. The wall was being built. It was the lowest migration we had seen in, in a long time as far as illegal immigrants go. And then Biden comes in, stops everything they were doing, and then you have Karine Jean-Pierre coming out saying, well, this president inherited a mess at the southern border. No, he didn't. 
It was the lowest illegal immigration we've had in decades, and you guys screwed it up intentionally. Really, really bad. He's going to spend more time at this uh, North American summit, which is important in Mexico, but still, that's happening today. More time with that than it was at the border. I don't know, you know, not like I want him to camp out there and, and stay, but but nothing. I They actually, they're leaving doing more damage because now they're emboldened because now there's, if you expected something done before, forget about it. Now they can just, they're going to turn around. The next press conference from Kareem Jean-Pierre is going to be, well, see, uh, he was there. Right. Don't right, criticize exactly. us anymore. He did it. That's it. Now, that's all they're going to do now is they can say, well, you know what? Uh, you can't say it anymore. Well, uh, Karina, uh, is it true that Biden has uh, never been to the border? Nope, nope. He's been there now. Next no, question. He's been there. Now, yeah, now they'll, <clears throat> they'll ignore it. You thought it was ignored before. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> I want to see. So they've got the before, the current. Now I want to see the after. I want three pictures now of El yes. Paso, Texas on the streets because it'll be back to being an absolute mess again the way it was before. Uh, it's It's sad. It's just really sad. <clears throat> In the meantime, speaking of sad, how about the Harry interview? I, I, you know, I'm like 40% mad that they're forcing us to even talk about this. But the takeaway, like you had said, Diener, was, you know what, though? I think it's a real example of delusion. Here's a little piece from the 60 Minutes interview. And boy, is this guy getting a lot of press to sell this book. Um, certain members of the family and the tabloid press, those certain members... <laughs> Yes. Got into a deal with the devil is what he said. <laughs> where they... Uh, he got choked up. They uh, made some deals with the media to clear their own names, he said. You know what's fascinating about this? So you've got Harry and Meghan complaining that the, the, the media and the tabloids are ruining their lives. They're selling this book and this Netflix series through the media and the tabloids. That's right. I, I think they're shysters. I really do. Either that, they're just that clueless that they're that, you know... Hypocritical. I don't know. I don't know what it is with them. I mean, this guy is out there. He's just kind of like hawking his book and telling his stories and making people, you know, want to read his book that he's coming out with. It's it's kind of sad to watch, actually, because he's becoming the very thing that he and his family have always hated, which is just tabloid. He's he's promoting tabloid fodder right now. And that's what he's been doing the past week with all of his interviews. He's becoming what he's hated his entire life. Very much. That's exactly what it is. He, he is exactly what he claims to to hate. And some right. w- other weird stuff came out of this. Karen was talking about it a little bit. I think it was one of the news teases. He says he saw pictures of his his mother, Lady Di, slumped on the back of the seat, and he was grateful for the evidence in this interview. Hmm. He didn't quite believe until he was in his early 20s that she had actually passed away. Really? What? So, do you think she just disappeared, like, throughout his entire childhood? I don't know. I, I really don't know what was going on behind the scenes. Do you remember, like, just growing up in this whole story and what we had heard for, I mean, years, like 20 years was, well, these two kids, you just hope that they, and everybody thought that, you know, right. you just hope that they're going to be okay, and, you know, it's a tragic story, and they lost their mom, and they are under scrutiny. I think things were happening that were way weirder in that family than we ever knew. Sure sounds like it. Was it just a denial thing? I mean, was his grief too much that he just refused to believe that she was actually gone? I- I'm very confused. His early 20s. He's a very sad individual, I think. And I think I think really, really clueless. And that, that's probably part of like the, the scrutiny he's lived under his whole life. But also protected, too. Man. And then thrown out in the world and then just backstabs his entire family. They want nothing to do with him. I know. It's a shame. It really, it really is sad. I mean, in the end of it, when you kind of go through this whole story... 
it's it's kind of a tragedy. I mean, you you see this family just breaking up and all these squabbles and they have all these you know fights and conflict and in the end, it's I mean you're, you're watching a family just break apart. Really, I was looking for evidence that it actually happened. Oh no, that it was true. But I was also looking for something to hurt because at that point I was still pretty numb to the whole thing. Listen, it's, you know, it's tragedy and people deal with that all the time. Wow. I think in that special case, he's a very sad individual. And he's they're, just, they're sad and desperate. Yeah, exactly. He's really just coming across as desperate this past week with, you know, oh, listen to my story I have to tell and then go buy my book. Wow. Ugh. About that. All right, what's the first order of business for the new Speaker of the House, which finally got settled over the weekend? Probably not uh, going to have 87,000 IRS agents, Woo-hoo! which is a good thing. The new hires. we got that to talk about. As well as Mega Millions for tomorrow night. It's big. That coming up next and more. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. News is coming up. Is it rapid fire almost already? <laughs> Karen's going to have the headlines at 7.30. We'll chime in on that one. What's coming? I think this is a pretty big story. 7,000, more than 7,000 nurses are on strike in New York City yeah. at the hospitals. Don't get sick. That seems like a lot of nurses. Sure is. That's a, And doctors will be like, they won't even know where the stethoscope is. <laughs> what happened? Is this another vaccine thing? No. Uh, so they walked off the job because they haven't reached a new contract. This is a, a nurse that's one of the 7,000. We've been negotiating since September because we need change. We need safe staffing. We need staffing enforcement. Yeah, they need better pay, she says. Mm. No cuts to their health benefits and higher staffing levels. That makes sense. They've been negotiating since September. I don't, I don't, yeah, nurses is one of those. That's one of those professions where you, I don't care what you are, you're underpaid. My yes. God. Right. They yes. do so much work. They really do. They do. And you're right about most doctors. They rely so heavily on nurses. The nurses oh, yeah. do most of the work. I'm sorry, especially right. PAs, <laughs> you know, yeah. physician assistants. The doctors just come in and sign off on it. I'm sorry, doctors, if you're listening to our show. <laughs> Karen said it, not us. Uh, yeah. Send uh, your emails to Karen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coming up. All right. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Doctor, her name <laughs> is Karen. You can find her at five six one. Just kidding. All right, that a lot. That is a serious issue, though. That's a big deal. That's scary. All right, uh, that and more coming up at seven thirty during rapid fire. That's where Karen has the headlines, and we'll chime in too. But in the meantime, well, this finally came to a conclusion. We've got a new House of Representatives Speaker of the House for the majority, razor thin. But at the end, the process worked. It's Kevin McCarthy. Getting the job. And that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you're about to enter. <laughs> so help you God. Yes, I do. Congratulations and Godspeed. Okay, that sounded like something from 1937. What was that? That was the guy. That's the, how he gets sworn in. Was that a radio broadcast with <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> I know. Hold on a second. Listen to the audio, too, because it's kind of like... And that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties. Is it Churchill? Was it Fender Island? I thought it was Strom Thurmond came back from the grave. (laughs) What is going on? And then uh, McCarthy addressed the House. I'm hoping that the House of Representatives audio is a little bit better on this one. And now, the hard work begins. (laughs) What we do here today, next week, next month, next year, will set the tone for everything that follows. <laughs> it's fireside chats with Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> On the talk box. That's right. Everybody sit around the talk box and listen to, listen to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> What's going on with their audio? Okay, but it finally happened. 
so he is confirmed at the end of the day, the process, they're still complaining about it. You got old, you got rhinos, you got swamp Republicans, you got all the Democrats, you've got a lot of media members, you got pundits on TV all complaining about how long it took. We didn't need the drama. You know, you know what? I think we did need the drama because at the end of it, all of it worked. I agree with Jim Jordan and what he said. This is what the founding fathers would have wanted. That's exactly how the founders intended it. They wanted real debate, real input from all people, and then you get a decision, whether it's one vote or 15 votes. It shouldn't have been a foregone conclusion that he gets the job. There's a bunch of concessions that he had to make on this, which holds him accountable. It's all about diffusing the power and making sure nobody's all-powerful. Which is good. Exactly. And that, I mean, Jim Jordan's right. That's exactly what the founders wanted, which is why they tried to get away from, you know, the hierarchy of the king. <laughs> that's, that's, we don't want that here. So it's good to have this discourse, this right. discussion before, you know, these final positions are held. At the end of it, at the end of all of this, the yes. whole week, at the whole process, this is what McCarthy gave into one member to call for a vote to oust the speaker. It's going to take one member, one uh, Matt Gates, to stand up and say he's doing a crappy job. Revote it again, and that's and that's the thing. It's it's a revote. It's not that you know he's going to be impeached, so to speak, and not going to be speaker. They would just do another vote. Uh huh. A debt ceiling hike, not good, but compared with spending cuts, good. Hmm. Uh, some of it get, really gets in the weeds here, but we give you some of the more important ones. 72-hour rule to review bills before they come to the floor. Thank you. You think that would have helped with this ridiculous omnibus package that they just passed through and rubber stamped? <laughs> just a little bit, right? Could create an investigative committee to probe weaponization of federal government. That's a big one. Very important. Uh, give members more opportunities to offer amendments to bills. Could be good, could be bad, depending. Restore the Holman Rule. That can be used to reduce the salary of government officials. Wow. And that leads to this. Apparently, one of the very first things, according to McCarthy, is taking away the funding for those 87,000 new IRS agents the Democrats pushed through. I think they're going to do that this week and maybe even today. Should be the first thing today. Make a statement. I think so. Make a statement today and do it. They're going to come out swinging today and Absolutely. this week and you know start calling everybody in. Yep. And- I can't wait. They may not be right away, but you know, eventually they're going to get to it. Uh, these investigations with the origins of COVID and getting Fauci in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're waiting for the Fauci files to drop on Twitter. I don't know because we're still waiting for that too. Nobody's denying the fact that there may be. The, I mean, the I word, the impeachment, the impeachment word. Yeah, it might e- come even to that for at some Biden, point because yeah. the, the flat out questions happen on the Sunday talk shows. No one's denying it. This is the worm, the can of worms that they opened up. Nobody wants impeachments back and forth and all no. the time, but it, it they started it. It may happen. It might. And and look, at least he deserves it. I mean, just just pick an offense. Just pick a dereliction just, of duty that, that Biden's gone through. That The border issue is disqualifying. Yes. It's probably the top one. In the meantime, you know, when the new House Majority Leader gets a speech, the Minority Leader gets a speech, too. Uh-oh. This guy is a scene. <laughs> House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Yes. Could be majority leader someday, by the way. Yeah, he got a lot of votes, too. I mean, remember, this the slim majority put McCarthy in there, but uh, Jeffrey's got a lot of votes. Listen to his speech. This is like something out of Hamilton, I think. Oh, boy. I think he tried to rap this. <laughs> Listen to this. Understanding it's just a piece of it. ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia. Yes, we can over you can't do it and zealous representation over zero sum confrontation. No chaos there. Whoa. No, don't worry about it. (laughs) 
I love the chaos in the house, man. It reminds me of, like the old British parliaments where they're throwing shoes at each other, ripping their wigs off. Huzzah! That's right. Uh, <laughs> what a scene, though. You're right. That he's, was the last 15, 20 seconds of that thing, too. He went on for about three, four minutes. So you have the Republicans hey. booing, the Democrats cheering. It, it sounded like a football game. That's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I'm all right with it. We can deal with that. Make your statement. But I'm just keep in mind that yes. guy. Yes. He's this close to being the House Majority Leader. That's right. He's this close. Hamilton there. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to have Lin-Manuel Miranda write his speeches in the future. He's just going to rap. It's going to be hip-hop, all of his speeches. (laughs) Wow. Hakeem Jeffries of New York. Yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot about him. Get used to that name. Sure are. All right. uh, In the meantime, let's get to the real news. New jackpot for Mega Millions. It's we're over a billion bucks. This thing's been rolling yep. over for months now. Now, no matches all six numbers. Tuesday's jackpot could be one point one billion dollars. Play on, America! Yeah. I just automatically dance when I hear that. Oh yeah, it's like a reflex. I just start shimmying. <laughs> well, he's got the like cheap keyboard music behind yes. him, and he has to talk fast anyway. I think I got his name, the Mega Millions guy. And he boy, he knows he's got the audience. He is playing it up even more than he did before. <laughs> I think what I was able to make out of this, of course, we could look it up, but that's no fun. I think it's John Crow. Is okay. Across America with Mega Jackpots, it's Mega Millions. What's up, America? I'm John Crow. It is- I'll go with John Crow. I think it's John Crow. Sounds like it. I don't know. He's just such a fast talker. Oh, what's up, America? John Crow. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Super Tuesday. Yeah. Rocktoberfest. Rocktoberfest. All right, Karen's going to have more on the Mega Millions Jackpot for tomorrow night, too. Coming up in Rapid Fire and Headlines. It's all next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's 7.30. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire with Karen Curtis on News Talk 850 WFTL. We had a weekend chock full of news. Karen's got it all for you, catching all of us up, really. And uh, we'll chime in, too. It's Rapid Fire. What are you starting with? Well, a lot happened over the weekend. We did get a Speaker of the House. And we also had the president go to El Paso to the border, the southern border, for the first time since he was elected. Three hours. Yeah. Walked by a beautiful portion of the fence that's done. El Paso was all cleaned up. Did you see the before and after pictures? No. Unbelievable. Really? They cleaned out all of the migrant tents on the streets of El Paso Ugh. for his visit. Like it's like there's no problem. Oh, and Mayorkas <laughs> was with him. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he met with the president when he arrived in El Paso. He goes, look, this little trip of yours is a little too little too late. The president who caused the chaos of the border needed to be here. It just so happens he's two years and about $20 billion too late. Yep. He needs to step up and, and take swift action. Apparently, the people coming over the border now are all brought in by cartels and smugglers. Very, very dangerous situation. You know, it's the migrant crisis, which is no nice life for them. You know, they were promised a bill of goods during the Biden campaign. He's running for president. This isn't the life that they wanted. But then the danger of the cartels, the drugs coming across the border, the other criminal activities. It's terrible. It really is bad. So the president got to see it firsthand. Well, there's going to be some uh, <laughs> double check-in now mm. that we have a House uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, Ooh. finally voted in. It wasn't on January 6th, though. It was, And I don't know if that was by design, because no. right at 11 o'clock, they went on the 14th ballot, and he missed by one vote. I'm right. like, ah! Because I'm trying to write it for our website. And then <laughs> he gets, then he gets like 1 a.m. on the 7th. Right, right. So officially, yes. Officially, it wasn't the six. But here's Jim Jordan with the obligatory sports analogy. I've seen all kinds of games go into extra innings and overtime. That's just how it works. (laughs) 
Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like that he has a sports analogy. Oh, well, you have to. Double overtime. That's yeah. right. Uh, Sudden ha- death. And then yeah. you've got the rules package, because now what has happened is that there was a lot of negotiating going on, and that's what was the right. delay was, so that the Republicans can kind of have control of the operations, the functions of the House. Yes. And here's Texas Representative Chip Roy. He praised the open rules and uh, the transparency. We got the ability to offer amendments on the floor of the House during appropriations that will open it up again. We haven't done that. Yeah, so. It's, I'm telling you, and I know we, we were beating a dead horse here. We've said it a million times, but at the end of this whole process, it was a very healthy and very good thing. Yeah. What you didn't want is just McCarthy rubber stamped and no changes right. to the rules that Pelosi had in place. Chip right. Roy's right. The concessions that they put in place and the balance of power here is very important. It's good. It's healthy. They were ramming through trillion-dollar deals with all kinds of oh, pork God. in it and everything with no one able to read it. And now think, it's, well, if they vote these rules in, you'll have to have 72 hours. And if McCarthy Finally. turns into a swamp monster and they're afraid of that, one vote. It'll one take, vote. It'll take one vote to recall him again. It's almost like a vote of no confidence. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing, too, is to keep that, you know, the checks and balances in place. Absolutely. That's the system. That's that's how they designed. The founding fathers (laughs) were geniuses. They were, actually. They were, yeah, amazing. But uh, uh, Brazil, they've regained control of government buildings in the country's capital, Brasilia. Boy, this was something, though. Yeah, supporters of the president. The former president, Jair Bolsonaro, stormed Congress, Supreme Court, and the presidential palace. They tried to burn the place down. Bolsonaro is in Florida. I wonder if he's at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> he's hanging out. Could yeah. be. He's in the pool. Yeah. Anyway, they got control back and 400 people under arrest. Think he has our app? Maybe. Oh, hey. He's a listener. I think the former president of Brazil has our app. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to win tickets. That's right. <laughs> he's he's uh, going to text us on the text line. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, body of a boater <laughs> went missing Saturday, recovered yesterday in Lake Osborne. Apparently, it's 28-year-old Roger de Capat. Decapito hmm. of Delray. He was traveling at a high rate of speed, according to the FWC and PBSO. The boat flipped several times. He went missing. Oh, uh, finally scary. found him. Yeah, he was I know the search took a long time. Like a, like 24 hours. Yeah. It went from, you know, search and rescue to recovery, and they found him. Uh, Prince Harry describes how the British press treated his relationship with Meghan Markle, and he says that he was incredibly naive at how bigoted the press was. And he says he was too... And he also, this was quite an accusation, by the way. Yeah. It is. It is. That's a bombshell to come out and say that. And the other thing, well, he dressed as a Nazi. That's not good. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, William and Kate told him to. But um, (laughs) I couldn't believe that Netflix paid them, the Harkles, a hundred million dollars for their reality show. They are. A hundred million. So they complain about the tabloid press, right? And yet they're making all the money off the tabloid press. That's right. And they're using that. And yet he accuses all the family members of making a deal with the devil by going to the tabloids. I, I, I don't get any of They're just so insulated and clueless. You're right. That's it, a total mirror. It's like, did you ever see that uh, Peter Sellers movie, Being There? Yes. He was a totally sheltered individual all of a sudden thrown out into the world, and he was clueless. That's kind of like Harry. You're right. He's Chauncey Gardner. He, he's just, he's clueless. Oh, my God. Well, he says he's never going to be working royal. He hasn't talked to the king or his brother in, like, forever. Apparently not. Well, that's just the way she treats her family, so they're like, you know, 
The love mm. of his life, he says that she is. So, oh, okay. Coming up on Rapid Fire. It's Mega Millions. I know you love What's that. What's up, America? I'm John Crowley. Uh, there he is. Uh, I'm John Crowley. I thought he said, we're trying to figure out what his name is. Do you think he said John Crow? Yeah, I do. All right. So I mean, that's we could, the look, at, we could look it up, but that's no fun. No, we're not going to do that. Crone or Crown. Nope. Or, uh, there, 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 there. <laughs> Won't look it up. I refuse. I, I know this guy was in radio somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Time for your ABDW tail traffic and weather to go. Oh, sure. Crash with injuries, 95 southbound on the approach to North Lake Boulevard. And then you've got a hit and run south of 95 at Palm Beach Lakes. But really, breaks free nicely after that from PJ Boulevard down the Glades Road where there's construction, about a 35-minute ride on the I. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is having a one-day factory sale. This Saturday only in our factory showroom. 40% off energy-efficient windows and patio doors. One day only, this Saturday from 9 till 4. Please visit us at NewSouthWindow.com. UWPTV first alert forecast. Mostly sunny. Yay. Cool, calm, and collected. That's our work week. Mm. And we're waking up with temperatures in the 60s. High today in the mid-70s. A little foggy, though, of Alligator Alley as you head over to the West Coast. Low humidity. Mostly sunny skies. No rain in sight currently. Clear, mild. 65 in the Palm Beaches. Back to rapid fire. So I, I spotted this little headline yesterday, and I thought, wow, that really sucked. This uh, family... From Utah was vacationing in Florida, and they tried to fly back home to Utah mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Uh-oh, Southwest? Yes. Oh. They drove 2,500 miles from Miami to Salt Lake City in a rental car with two teenagers after Southwest transferred them onto three different flights and canceled all three. And you know what the saddest thing is? It's a common story. Wow. They were lucky they got a car. What a shame. Southwest canceled 71% of its schedule. 3,000 <laughs> wow. flights. They're saying, okay, there was bad weather, but what about all the other carriers that didn't have to do what right. you guys did? I don't get it. Yeah, that's true. Too. They, had a, they had a computer meltdown, a system meltdown. Oh, my gosh. And, and apparently, and we'll confirm this with Jay Ratliff. He's our aviation expert. We're going to talk to him at uh, 9.03 this morning. Apparently, people in the industry had told Southwest, you have to spend a lot of money and fix your booking system. It's going to crash at some point soon. They said, nah, we'll wing it. No. Well, they paid the price, and the customers paid the price. Oh, yes. Well, 2,500 miles with two teenagers. Oh, God. And going through like (laughs) 10 different states. Nope. I would have uh, gotten out in about Texas (laughs) and walked. Yeah. Bye, guys. See you um, later. Here's the keys. Yeah. (laughs) See ya. They had to have dinner at a restaurant instead of with her family. Oh. It was a Cuban restaurant right here in Miami. They were waiting. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a, we got a billion dollar jackpot. I saw the sign, 999. It just ends. It it peaked (laughs) out. Boom. Uh, Here's our friend. It's Mega Millions. What's up, America? I'm John Crow. And (laughs) John Crow. Hey. Boy, does this guy know he's got the audience, huh? (laughs) We're just eating out of his palm of his hands. Well, you know how I can continually complain that the universe of numbers is too big? Well, apparently... The corner market owner here in Pennsylvania says the recent lottery changes have made for more rollovers and bigger jackpots. They added some numbers, so now the first five numbers are 1 through 70. So they, they went from 65, I think it was, to 70, so it's a little harder to hit. Powerball did the same thing. I'm John Crow. You're never going to win, America. <laughs> <laughs> Your chance of winning is 1 in 302 million. Do you feel vindicated now, Karen? Because yeah, you, you, you found that guy? I, I know. They added five numbers. Yeah. It should be f- at 
25 numbers. Yeah, but then we wouldn't be able to hear this guy, John Crow, and oh. get a billion dollar jackpot. It's Mega Millions. Yeah. What's up, America? Oh, I'm John hey. My God. Karen wants a lottery. It's like one through four. <laughs> and, and there's only three numbers you pick. <laughs> That'll be worth a billion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. Okay, so there was a lot of praying going on this week, of course, and justly so, rightly so for Damar Hamlin. Um, but apparently, um, this former Virginia Tech soccer player, she was benched for not kneeling during a pre-game unity ceremony. She settled her lawsuit against the coach. His name is Charles Chugger Adair for a hundred grand. Wow. Huh. Yes. Yeah, Kirsten Henning, she says Adair was angry. She refused to kneel in support of Black Lives Matter, and it was at the start of their September 2020 game against the University of Virginia. In her suit, uh, it was supposed to go to trial January 18th. They scheduled for $100,000. What good does kneeling for any cause do if it's not of free will? Right. If you've forced everybody to kneel, right. it's worthless. Benched her. This is what these idiots don't understand when they force people to kneel. You know, they browbeat you, and we have the moral high ground, and how dare you have a different opinion, and you know what? No, your opinion's useless if you're forcing other people to do it. Yes. For unity. Yeah. Yeah, for, oh, yeah all in the name <laughs> of unity. That's what it was for. Agree with us, or you're yeah. not with us. Agree for with unity. us, or else. Yeah. Uh, you'll be benched. You will comply. <laughs> hundred grand. Oh, good for Lots her. of praying going on around the NFL. That was refreshing, because a third of Americans have stopped going to church, hmm. according to a study on how COVID had affected, and the lockdowns impacted attendance of religious services in the wow. U.S. I, you can watch it online. I was making yeah. breakfast yesterday with the church service going online. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Diener, I think you're the only one that's been back to church in a long time. <laughs> no, I I go just so I can take communion. Oh, that's good. But what? Yeah, they still doing like peace be with you, shaking hands. No, I, it's funny you say that because ever since the pandemic, it's always now it's just like you know, hold like a peace sign, everybody wave. But oh, last that's fine. Week, I might be back in because that always creeped me out. I gotta tell it, you. It, no, right. I mean, now it's They're just puffy, like yeah, sweaty hands. Yeah, it's yeah, a you get a hold of some old guy with crackly old hands. Oh and you're yeah, like, God. Oh yeah, we've had them all. Give no, me some holy water. We're, we're <laughs> touching there in the Lutheran Church. Hate to tell you. Oh, are you? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, touching? Wow. No, it's touching. <laughs> Hugging and Hugging, kissing, kissing and shaking hands. We're all in this together, Karen. Tears. There it is. Clinging to each other. That's what's happening in the Lutheran Church. But I had some guy last week at church. He extended his hand to no. me, and I shook his hand. I'm like, oh. "Wow, I've done that in a couple of years." Hey, but oh, I don't want to no. leave him hanging. You better get a th- 18th booster. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Fauci! Help, Help me! me. <laughs> well, yesterday uh, NFL teams honor Buffalo Bills safety Demar Hamlin. They got and they prayed and they got yeah, in the middle of the field. It was really cool. You Pray- know what's been nice to see, see about this is it's like. I don't know if there was a concerted effort to remove it from sports, but at least God's back in sports. He's back I know, in right? But and, and I'm fine with people kneeling before a game if you're praying. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, right. right. And they had flags that pray for Demar, and then all the threes on the field were highlighted in red. Yeah, it was cool. He and he was, was watching the game oh, from the he hospital. Was watching and stuff. The, yeah. He tweeted out game time, uh, and he, you know he's doing better. He's like 100 percent neurologically. I mean, his, he's, he's talking and texting. Yeah, and he's gonna be fine. Amazing yeah. story. He probably won't play next weekend, but no. yeah. Yeah, he's uh, probable with a leg injury. Yeah, he'll be right. against the Miami Dolphins. Sunday, one o'clock. Okay, so while. just let me say, Detroit got shafted. Okay, shafted, and they still showed up for Dan Campbell. Yeah, I mean that does say something. They won when they knew before the game that they were out of the playoffs. It says that does say something. Yeah. If they can keep that core together in Detroit, they can be pretty good. Nine and eight, same record as the Dolphins, same record as the Seahawks. Dolphins and Seahawks made the playoffs. What's the Lions Bucks didn't. record? Uh, were they 
Were they eight, eight and eight? eight? Yeah, they, it was Brady's first losing season. And they wow. lost yesterday to the but, Falcons. But they're the yeah. four seed. That's right. And they're hosting the Cowboys Monday night. <laughs> That'll be the highest rated game, by the way. It will be, yes. And I think the Buccaneers are actually going to win that. I don't think the Cowboys are going to win. And I'll tell you again, just like every Bucs uh, postseason game so far, it's a higher rating in the New England market than it is in Tampa. Yeah, oh. that's right. And do you think that Thompson will then come to the Dolphins because... Um, I don't Tua. think so. Oh, no. Okay. Depends on the health of Tua. And are you serious? Is he like have a chance to play in this game? Yeah, come up against the Bills. Yeah, I mean, as long as and he gets cleared. And they beat the Bills once this season, right? They wow. did, yeah. They're one and one together. Okay. But McDaniel said they asked him yesterday, is Tua going to play I, I, at I liked Buffalo? how he handled that, though. He wouldn't answer the question, which yeah. I liked. No, yeah. he said day to day, if he gets cleared, if then If he knows I, what I, dome he's I in, think we're that's good. way too big of a risk. I'm saying it right now. Way too big. Oh. You've got you've got at least two concussions in a year. No way. It's still, it, it just guy, depends on the doctors. He's a young guy. I know, but if the doctors clear him, I mean, then then it's up to them to make that choice. But Teddy Bridgewater had the dislocated pinky, so he might be back. <laughs> yes. You know, other than two yeah, of the dislocated brain. Um, and so, by the way, uh, you've got all three Florida teams in the playoffs for the first time since 1999. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. even happened before. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, college Football National Champion tonight. Yeah, Champions that's right. Georgia wow. TCU. Do we care? Yeah, I mean, I, I care. Oh, oh, right. It should be a yeah. good game. I don't. Really? Wow. You just didn't care? Anyway. Oh, come on. You're just out of the national championship? It's like Alabama and the Lions. They both got shifted. I'm more excited for these uh, championship games than uh, than uh, ever before. Really? College playoff? Absolutely. I want more college playoff games. Only there's God back in sports with TCU. <laughs> That's Texas Christian University. There you go. Yes. Uh, Other than they get shafted, they just lost. <laughs> Just lost no, their games. why do you go by records in college and then you don't go by records in the NFL? You do. You go by records. No, they you just, don't. They lost the tiebreaker to the Seahawks. The Dolph or uh, the Bucks have a worse record than the Lions. That's just division, though. Yeah, Everybody's you, in their own division. No, it doesn't you, make sense. You to still me. have to. You still have to have weight and importance to the division winner. Otherwise, it wouldn't mean anything in the divisions. Listen, Karen, take your complaints to Roger Goodell, okay? <laughs> Karen, you know what? This is what this is what we learned during Rapid Fire today. Karen wants no divisions in football, right. just a free-for-all. It's communist NFL. Just, just one, big con- one, one big conference, and she wants a lottery with, like, three numbers. And prayers back. And prayers back. There you go. Well, three main takeaways. And that wraps up Rapid Fire. What great radio is coming up next. What's God the, bless you. What's the first order of business for the new House of Representatives? We'll get to that in and. Here's a conundrum for you. Would you let a robot lawyer argue your case? Because uh, it's going to happen next month. Okay. The first robot lawyer. It might be better than some lawyers out there. Uh, and maybe, maybe cheaper. Who yeah. knows? That and more coming up next. The <laughs> South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And now, the hard work begins. What we do here today, next week, next month, next year, will set the tone for everything that follows. That was Kevin McCarthy. The uh, I, I guess you call it an acceptance speech. His first speech as uh, Speaker of the House, the uh, majority leader there. Uh, finally got it done. It was razor thin with a lot of concessions, some of which include some big ones. First of all, allowing one member to call for a vote to oust him. I don't think he's doing a good job. Making back deal doors with Democrats that aren't good for the nation. That kind of thing. That's all it's going to take. That is the definition of a short leash. Which is good news. Also, this was put in there too. Seventy-two hours to review the bills before they come to the floor. Good, and they got to restore the Holman rule. What does that mean? 
It can be used to reduce the salary of government officials. That's funny. <laughs> I think they're going to take up uh, term limits as well. They're going to vote on that. Yes. That's going to be a big one, too. That's, that's a huge one. Whoever sponsors that and gets their name on it is going to be a hero to America. That's That That has become one of the most popular issues mm-hmm. in the country right now. There's no reason why there should not be term, lim- no. term limits for you know representatives and senators. Right. Exactly right. Uh, he also said uh, during that speech, one of the first orders of business, which may come today, because I think after all this, they're going to have to make a statement. They really are. Make an impactful thing to do. Take away the funding of the 87,000 brand new IRS agents whose only purpose is go after the middle and poor class. That's the only reason why they're there. That's preposterous. That was it. And now, thankfully, I mean, it's too late now for this tax cycle, but uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit better as far as, you know, the regular folk just getting yeah. audited out of nowhere. Exactly. Because I think you're going to hear about that in the next few months, unfortunately. So this is settled, right? Everybody's come to terms. I mean, even Matt Gates and uh, what's his name? Is it Mike Rogers, I think, I think from, so. uh, right. from uh, Alabama? They got into that scuffle, and, and McCarthy <laughs> was involved in the House floor, and they're going after They had to choke out Rogers. <laughs> Get over here. They, they've even come to peace, and their way of work together, we're all fine. No. It's not stopping some of them. They're still they're still complaining about the process. Case in point, Dan Crenshaw from Texas went on the Sunday talk shows. He's going to be very prominent, by the way. There was no reason for us to keep voting, keep voting, keep allowing these speeches that just degraded and diminished and insulted Kevin McCarthy. Yes, there was. I don't trust that guy. No, man, it's I, I don't like that. See, that's the kind of talk that bothered me, me throughout too. this whole process, you know, was just that sense of entitlement or just sense of steamrolling. See, there's no reason. See, we could have gotten this point. No, you couldn't have. The worst thing would have been just a rubber stamp McCarthy. No changes, no teeth to it. Would he be good House Speaker? Maybe. Will he be now with the rules changes? I think so. I think it's going to be much better than he was going to be because now he's got some accountability. If you think he was going to be a swamp monster. Right. He's got checks and balances and, and, and a diffusion of power happening right now, which is again, and I, this again, I want to play this, is what Jim Jordan said. I agree with him. That's exactly how the founders intended it. They wanted real debate, real input from all people, and then you get a decision, whether it's one vote or 15 votes. All of it was necessary. That's all it's about. And that's all I've been trying to say is stop with the steamrolling of, you know, getting one person in there with absolute power and you don't have any checks and balances. They finally got it done. And I think everybody's better for it. I think I've said it now. I'm so tired of saying it for three weeks now that the process was needed and it was needed. Absolutely. And it worked. All right. Here's a conundrum for you. Would you let a robot lawyer argue your case? (laughs) That's going to happen. This is pretty amazing. Uh, you may be afraid of artificial intelligence, maybe for good reason, but it's leading to some amazing things. Not just the kiosk at McDonald's. Right. And flipping your burger and, you know, getting rid of automation. We all called for, like, progress, but automation comes, we're all freaking out. Mm-hmm. A website called DoNotPay.com. What? It's got tools to help people fight parking tickets or get their bank to reverse things like overdraft fees. They're starting small. Now they've got an AI program that can listen in on court cases and come up with strategies in real time. <laughs> the judge is arguing this. This is what you should say. Oh, my gosh. They're using it to help somebody fight a speeding ticket next month. Really? For a test case somewhere in the U.S. They haven't revealed where because it might be illegal. Who the heck knows to reveal where? Most courtrooms don't allow electronic devices to connect to the Internet, so they picked one that allows for Apple AirPods to be used as hearing aids. Oh, my. <laughs> say this to the judge. 
<laughs> the person fighting the ticket is going to have AirPods in while the robot lawyer listens in through their cell phone and tells them what to say. This is how they're going to work it in. Really? How about that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a coach talking to a quarterback through the headset there. Uh, run the ball. <laughs> the CEO of Do Not Pay says the judge will definitely not know what's going on. So this is going to lead to court cases on its own to fight this. Huh. But it's happening. Uh, they're also planning to use it in another speeding ticket case that's happening over Zoom. I got to tell you. A computer advising you. That's your lawyer. May not be the worst idea. I mean, I'm just saying. Listen, the opposing legal team throws out some weird, uh, you know, th- AI can look up court case in a second. Yeah, that's true. But could you imagine if lawyers get replaced by robots one day? I kind of like it. I, I don't hate the idea. Let's see how this works out. I want to see. Right. I want to see how this this case goes. Okay. They're probably going to try to stop it because he's getting you know messages to his earpiece. Right. But in that case, wherever this state is, it's supposed to be legal. It's a brave new world, Bill. Wow. <laughs> Here we are, robots in the courtroom. How about that? It's funny. All right. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, more Mega Millions updates coming up next for you. We've got uh, the Biden visit to the border. And oh, no. What is Harry complaining about now in that 60 Minutes interview? My God. I'm not sure what to make of this guy. Well, actually, I am. And it's kind of, just feel sad for him at this point. You know, I'm the same way. For the first time, I feel sad for you know the former prince. Mm. He's delusional. We'll get that more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We have very simple solutions that Biden administration could apply to do something about this if they wanted to, uh, but they really don't care about stopping illegal immigration. Biden is there today to look at a sanitized El Paso uh, so that he can do all he can to help and aid the illegal immigrants as opposed to stopping them from coming into our country. That really sums it up, doesn't it? That's uh, Texas. He said, I was there. I hand delivered a letter personally, and he did. We've seen the video now to President Biden of what to do. This is how you fix the problem. And you're way too late. You're two, you're two years too late. You're about $20 billion too late. And it never should have come to this. But he also said it right there. What they did with a three-hour visit, a, a drive-by, literally on the way to Mexico for a three-day summit, while doing nothing, while cleaning up the streets of El Paso, uh, you know, just to make the visit nice and shiny, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the citizens, American citizens in El Paso, Texas. They're more interested in the in the migrants coming in. And it's 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 never been plainer and simpler than that. It's clear as day to everybody. I know, man. It's really such a shame too to see it play out that way. And it's I it was a great statement there by uh, Abbott to say he came, he came to see a, a sanitized El Paso. It's, he summed it up in about 20 seconds. True. Exactly what happened there. He's yep. exactly right, because that's the guy that's been dealing with it the whole time. And, you know, look, we're not trying to be ungrateful here, and I, I don't think Abbott's ungrateful. The president did visit, okay, the border. He finally did what everybody's been asking him to do. But that should be, the, the point is here is that that should have been the, the least of his responsibilities. This should have been the least of his response. He should have been there two years ago when this crisis started. He said he's just been ignoring it, and he's going to continue to ignore it, and that's the problem. I think what Abbott is saying is he never even should have had to come to this. He right. would have preferred him never coming here because there was no need for him to come here. Because they did all they had to do. Trump had the best line about this. All they had to do was nothing. And and take credit if you want sure. for a secure border. Go ahead. You know, all administrations do that. You didn't do any work for it, but take credit for it. That's fine. If they did nothing, they'd be completely fine. They created every bit of this nightmare. 
And it's not only the migrants and their terrible lives here and what the, the people on these border states are going through. Actually, all, all states are going through right now. But also the drugs coming across and the crime and emboldening the cartels. This is just awful. It's an uh, uh, just on the border alone. Biden is impeachable. He, yes. he really, yes. he really, truly is <laughs> the danger you put this country in for keeping this wide open border. They denied it for two years. I mean, you can pick, you know, the border. You can pick his response to Afghanistan, which I hope people haven't forgotten. I mean, just just any of them, really, anything that he's done, or God. you know, just his corruption and you know connections to China and and dirty money and things like that. Man, you know, you just pick one. But this one here, it's the worst. It, it's just such a dereliction of duty. How he's his administration has caused the mess yep. and then ignored it. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's exactly <laughs> it's exactly right. All of it. You never even had to come to this. And then the three-hour little walk-by. And they're walk-by. The, the, the only video you're seeing of this thing, because it was on a Sunday when nobody's paying attention, is walking by the portion of the fence that's done. That's right. Yes. And the administration's walking by, and there's yeah. Biden. If you, I mean, if you were an alien looking at this... From outer space, it said, there's no issue there. Right. Everything looks good. It looks calm. It's a beautiful day. There's your president. It looks presidential. And you got a big border wall. I don't see any migrants or uh, trash on the street. Looks fine. <laughs> and that was their whole point. That's exactly what they wanted to do. Everything they do is, is a show and it's fake. All of it. That's that's pretty much it. It was photo op. It was grandstanding. Hey, look, we did it. We yeah. came to the border. We really do care. And now we're going to leave and everything's going to go back to the way it was. Man, I tell you. It's frustrating, man. It's it just. Is. It's a shame that this is how things are. And you can sense that, you know, in Greg Abbott's voice, and I don't think anybody could blame him either. He should have been out here from day one to fix the problems that he created. Yep, day one. Actually, even before day one. Never never should have gone there. I mean, never should have even gotten to this point. You know what's not good? Who's never going back to, and now I'm convinced, and I'm, I'm like halfway mad. I said this before, Dina, that they're, they're forcing us to talk about it, but it's like a different issue now. The whole thing with... Uh, Harry and Meghan, yeah, the Markles. Oh yes, <laughs> because I think it. I think it's a good example of delusion. This guy, this guy is completely out of it. I mean, there's the one thing with the Royals fight, and who cares, and that's tabloidy stuff. But man, I tell you, with the press that this guy's getting, he has had a sheltered, weird life. And if Meghan Markle ever leaves him, he's going to be even more lost. Wow, could you imagine that? He was like just sheltered and then sent out into the world, and I think he has no idea what's going on. Um, certain members of the family and the tabloid press made a deal with the devil, he said. Is that what he really made a deal with the devil? I don't understand, man. I mean, he's coming out saying all this stuff. He's hated tabloids his whole life, and now he's basically just he's, he's creating tabloid fodder. Makes no sense. They exist only in the tabloids now. Right. And if you want to include 60 Minutes in that, because that was a big interview on Sunday. Oh, no, yes, exclusive. And then he didn't believe, this came out, he didn't believe, this is, this is how sheltered he was. He didn't believe the death of his mother until he saw the evidence of the proof years later. Boy, that's strange. Is what? it just, is that, you know, grief and denial or? That's really strange. That one's hard to explain. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, there you are. I don't know, man. I just feel kind of bad for this guy now with all the things he's coming out saying in these interviews, talking about how, uh, you know, that the, the family hates uh, Meghan Markle and the media was racist and bigoted. And, you know, he's talking about and he his was family. Too. Yeah. See that part? And I was too. <laughs> Until I changed. It's just, you watch this family breaking apart. And I feel bad for the guy. I just feel like he's desperate at this point. Like, just wants everybody to listen to him. Please listen to me and buy my book. But do you think that's part of it, though? Obviously, is to sell the book. That's what this is all about. And to, to promote that Netflix series. I wonder if a lot of this is a PR move to make you feel sorry for them. 
though. Maybe. Or at least feel sorry for him. Nobody feels sorry for her. But. I have. I don't really feel sorry for him. Like, oh, this poor guy. It was more just like pity. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, man, like this poor guy in the sense of I just have pity on you. You're you're a lost soul. Well, that he is. That's oh, weird. <laughs> just strange. And he asked, I think uh, Anderson Cooper asked him at some point, well, are you going to give back your titles and the money? He goes, what good would that do? <laughs> well, uh, you know. So. <laughs> maybe it is about the money. I just feel like, I feel like he became everything he's hated his whole life. Yeah, very much. You know, when it comes to the whole tabloid stuff. Very much. Weird. All right, well, speaking of money, we'll give you an update on uh, Mega Millions, what it stands, how it stands. For tomorrow night, it's huge. We've reached the billion-dollar mark. Yes. And speaking of money again, the Stranger Things cast, it's been revealed how much they're going to get for this season five. It's mega money. These people are set for life. And it's so fun. I'm good with it, too, because oh, this yeah. was a show that sure. nobody expected to last. If the market is going to pay for it, they deserve it. Yeah. Good for them. All right, that and more coming up next. The self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. News again? Yep. 8.30 coming up from Karen. What you got going on? So we had a kind of a weird story that happened. Oh, we talked about it uh, with the shooting at the Licking. Yes. With the, yeah. yeah. So uh, at least 10 people reportedly injured after the shooting in Miami Gardens restaurant at the Licking. That was apparently French Montana and Rob 49 were recording a music video in the area. And uh, a bunch of people got shot. One of the victims was in critical condition, but they're still oh. investigating this whole thing. It really... Uh, it's like shocking what happened. Here's one of the witnesses. Eventually, somebody got robbed for Rolex, and then somebody got robbed for their car keys and their phone. And then after that, an hour later, um, in the back of the fickle Lincoln, somebody got, I think, nine people got shot. Okay, not for nothing, but here's what they should increase in the budget for making rap videos. Security. Yes. Well, <laughs> there's that. Good idea. <laughs> Possible. A good idea. Are you a big uh, French Montana guy, Karen? You got him going on your your A1A rides? No. No. What? What does he sound? I know he dated Khloe Kardashian, so therefore, you know the Kardashian. Kardashian oh, there's the curse. There you, oh, go. there you go. It's happening again. Yeah. Look what happened to yeah um, Kylie's boyfriend. He had that horrible situation at his concert, yeah. too, where Yay. people died. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Kanye West, Lamar Odom. All of them. I Travis mean, Scott. Yeah. They yeah. do horrible things to men in that family. Oh, Chris Humphreys from the, from the Brooklyn Yo, Nets. Chris Humphreys. Oh, no. Wasn't he the only one that escaped, though? He did escape. Yeah, he, he saw the was curse it, coming. Was he, he married to Big Hoss, or is that another one? No, he was married to Kim, yeah. I think, for like a week. Oh, that was the yeah. Kim one. Yeah. She he went. She saw him with a stripper or something, oh, boy. getting a lap dance. And she by said, the way, did you? He was like, "I'm in the NBA." What? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is normal. Did you call them the Cardassians by accident? I did. That was no accident. <laughs> I didn't think it was an accident. Moving on. Oh, okay. Anyway, I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. So it's that more Monday. coming up. It's, <laughs> it's got a lot of Monday on it. Don't worry. <laughs> 8.30. That's coming up, Karen. That and a lot more in uh, your next news. News Talk 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show. Well, we got a lot of money on the line. Let's talk about some good news. Coming up for Monday night. I'm sorry, tomorrow night. See, I told you it's Monday. Mega Millions <laughs> is worth a lot of money. Now, no matter all six numbers, Tuesday's jackpot could be $1.1 billion. Play on, America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 1.1. I don't know what the real number is going to be. All I know is the Lake Worth billboard by the 90 by 95 Diener. It just peaked out at 999. <laughs> it startled me this morning it on just, the way down. I thought it was going to go blank. <laughs> you see it tipping over. It is. It's, le- it's leaning towards yes. that side. You know. I couldn't believe it. My dad texted me on Saturday morning. He's like, nobody won. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I really thought there was going to be a winner. Wow. 
I mean, me too. But here we are again. We were just talking about a billion-dollar jackpot a few months ago, right right before the holiday season. I knew I wasn't going to win because we were out uh, that night or at home. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot I forgot to buy Mega Millions tickets. But Danielle, my daughter home from college, was out and about, still on the streets. And I, and I texted her. I said, hey, are you near a Publix? Yeah. Okay, great. Can you just buy some Mega Millions tickets and then, uh, you know, take care of it? Yeah, yeah, I'm going now. No problem. I'm on the way home. Great. This so, is awesome. So you got them? She came home with one ticket. <laughs> she spent a total of $2. I'm like, I'll pay you back. She, she bought one number. <laughs> That's like something I do. You think I'm going to win with one number? Are you insane? Well, it was better than nothing, I She suppose. goes, oh, I didn't know how this all works. I'm like, well... Not, not, not like that. There you go. <laughs> no, quick picks. That's the way. Let's go. Man, that's funny. One number. Well, uh, you know, you. She goes, well, it's, the lady wanted $2. I got confused. <laughs> you, you were in the game, Bill. Yeah, I was barely in the game. <laughs> Tell you that much. That's funny. Speaking of in the game, so uh, Joe Biden is going to, uh, well, he's already in Mexico. It's a big meeting today uh, with the Mexican president. Also, Justin Trudeau from Canada. It's the North American Summit. They're going to be talking down there about uh, all different things, including, they say, immigration. Not only to America, but to Canada as well. Huh. I don't think Canada has quite the problem we do, quite frankly. I don't think they do. After a three-hour visit to the border. Played this for you before, but Greg Abbott had the best summary of Joe Biden's little quick looky-loo into El Paso, Texas. We have very simple solutions that the Biden administration could apply to do something about this if they wanted to, uh, but they really don't care about stopping illegal immigration. Biden is there today to look at a sanitized El Paso uh, so that he can do all he can to help and aid the illegal immigrants as opposed to stopping them from coming into our country. It's a great statement. He just summed up the entire problem right there. And you want to talk about sanitized? You could find them everywhere. In fact, uh, uh, Fox and Friends has been showing it quite a lot this morning. The before and after, and it's a six-hour difference, before and after, Several streets in El Paso, Texas, of what the migrant camps on sidewalks sidewalks look yeah. like compared to how they cleaned it up, they moved them out, and they pressure washed it for his visit. And you know what? They're probably going to be back today. Oh, 100%. Yes. Where'd they put him they, in the meantime? <laughs> I don't on know. On the outskirts? I'm telling you, man, it really reminds me of like when you have somebody coming over and you just have to clean it real quick and throw stuff in the closet just so they don't see it. Just put that in the garage. Yeah, well, we'll take care of it later. That's right. Just the message behind closed doors, and, and that's that's what they did in El Paso. Within hours after your company leaving, yes. it's back on top of the uh, the kitchen table that's or something, right? right? Yep. <laughs> Man, that's what's happening there. It's sad, but it's true. It, it just it's all for appearances. No actual work being done to to solve the problem. It's very sad, but it's very scary as well because I came out of this thing. I I thought it would just be a whole lot of nothing. I think they're actually emboldened now, though, which which is even worse. A, you're going to have the press secretary now saying. No more questions about the border. He's been to the border. End of story. That's it. And B, this is the solution? After all of this, this is Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland uh, Defense Secretary, talking about what they're actually doing now. So they're just going to let more in just at a different point. Oh, okay. We are going to be opening up a new soft-sided facility that will be able to process up to 1,000 migrants a day. Oh. What we're trying to have them do is incentivize them to come to the ports of entry 
instead of in between the ports of entry. Ah, see, it all makes sense now. Oh. Light dawns on my marble head. See, <laughs> just don't come in illegally over there. Come in here. That's right. Yes. We're still going to let you in. Just come right. to a different point along where, the, where there's, you know, a checkpoint. Right. Now and I'm sure sense. they're going to listen to that, right? We're not going to secure the border. Don't forget nah. to download your app. Just come right yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Remember that last week with the app? Apply while you're uh, in the back of a fruit truck coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I wish we make this stuff up. Sad and scary. All right. In the meantime, for distraction, at some point in time, I don't know, at some point, is it summer Stranger Things 5 is coming out? We haven't really heard yet. Maybe spring of 24 even. Oh, is it that long? Yeah, it might be. Well, they're working on it now. And the first part of that is you got to get production budget done, right? We're finding out. Somebody published the Stranger Things cast salaries for this coming season five. Winona Ryder and David Harbour each are going to make nine and a half million bucks. Nine and a half million for the season, right? For the season. Season bad. five. I wonder what they made in the first one when this was just like this is a little project. I know, right? And again, I'm not faulting anybody. I don't, I don't fault them at all for making this kind of money. It's no. a huge show. I hope they all do well. Now, the second tier of main child actors, Gate Matarazzo, uh, Caleb McLaughlin, Noah Schnapp, Finn Wolfhard, Sadie Sink, you know, most of the characters you know if you watch this show, which is huge. They're making seven million bucks. And then wow. there's a third tier of people. People like Steve Harrington, Joe Keery plays him. Like yeah. people like that, right? They're making six million each. So the lower tier, <laughs> the lower Still. tier is six million. Not even mentioned is Millie Bobby Brown because she's the biggest. She played Eleven. She's the sure. biggest biggest star to come out of this thing, right? She's in a category all of her own, and they're not publishing her salary because she's got to deal with Netflix that includes not only Stranger Things but also Anola Holmes movies. Right. With at least one other project, probably to say she, she probably makes double what everybody else is making. I can only imagine. It's got, it's got to be $20 million, right? And I'm okay with that. Look, you, when, a, when a show does that well, they, the guys at WB told David Harbour, who plays Hopper, yeah. when he was going on to do Stranger Things, they're like, yeah, good luck with that one. We hear it's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Just remember, three record companies turned down the Beatles. Yeah, great point. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know stuff. No. They said when they filmed the first season, they had like no reps from Netflix there. It was just like the cast. They're hanging out, filming it. He's like, and now when I come on set, you have all these high-powered Netflix reps. They're all hanging out. Oh, hey, how's it going? He's like... It's a lot different than it was in the first season. They probably had more fun in the first season. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was very, like, indie project. I like those Duffer brothers. Good for them. Yeah. They took a risk and they got it done. They did. And everybody else is paid off, obviously. <laughs> All right, more headlines coming up next. The swearing in of uh, McCarthy as House Speaker. How about that? But the minority leader? <laughs> this guy. And, and keep in mind, he's this close to being House Majority Leader. I think he's your new favorite. He is unbelievable. <laughs> We're going to hear from Hakeem Jeffries as well. And uh, did the world ask for all female M&Ms? Mm. Did we? I don't think we did. And I will tell you why that's happening. It's coming up so next. Dumb. The East Simpler Morning Show. Keep it here. Thanks so much, Karen. Like you said, your news coming up. Top of the hour. News Talk 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show. We just had uh, Governor Greg Abbott's response to the migrant crisis there. And really specifically, his response to Joe Biden's quick little drive-by visit. Well... Closer to home here, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has an activation plan of his own. He's activating the Florida National Guard to help law enforcement here with the overwhelming number of migrants arriving in the Florida Keys. The executive order DeSantis calls on, and this just happened over the weekend, the state to deploy planes and helicopters to help Florida Fish and Wildlife Marine Patrol 
with water interdictions uh, and uh, ensure the safety of those who are trying to get here. There have been a lot, and this is an underreported story, but it's been crazy. Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty big thing that he did because this was yeah. like going into the weekend. It was like Friday afternoon. This announcement came out that he was going to be you know activating the National Guard. Right. I mean, he's not messing around, man. One thing we know about DeSantis, he does not mess around. He takes action when there's an issue, and he's going to put him out there to, to help, you know, stop this this influx of, you know, uh, illegal immigrants trying to come into Florida. From all different kinds of countries, right. by the way. And I didn't see this, you know, it doesn't compare to the Texas border, to the southern border in Long Arizona sure. even. It doesn't compare to that. But this is the first time I've seen this number. This is coming from Tallahassee. Since August, more than 8,000 migrants have been stopped in Florida's waters alone. Wow. 8,000 for Florida. That's a lot. 8,000. <laughs> in what, five months? Yeah. Since August. Man, that is, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of people, man. And they're coming from, you know, Haiti and Cuba and, yeah. you know, the different countries in that area. So, no doubt about it. Wow, it's scary, though. And it's a, that's, a, that's a treacherous journey on its own. It so is. You, you feel for those people. In the meantime, the governor, one of, his, one of his first acts in the new administration, based in Tallahassee, is about education. He has appointed people to overhaul the equity ideology at the new college of Florida. It's in Sarasota. It's Even when I was going to school, it was known as the incredibly far-left, liberal, experimental public education resource in the state of Florida. Well, now the governor has appointed the leadership at New College to uh, overhaul the equity ideology. It's a top-ranked public liberal arts college. It's got about 700 students. It's very small. But the hope is, according to his chief of staff, is that New College will become Florida's classical college, more along the lines of Hillsdale of the South. He's also appointed here as somebody to kind of overhaul things, Christopher Rufo. You may know him as somebody that's that has been a school choice advocate and fighting the teachers' unions over lockdowns. Well, he tweeted out over the weekend, Diener, Christopher Rufo did, I'm proud to announce Governor DeSantis has appointed me to the Board of Trustees at New mm. College of Florida. My ambition is to help the new board transform New College into a classic liberal arts institution wow. that's, that's merit-based. Oh, wow. In, instead what, of gender and race-based. What what a novel idea, right? Actually getting into a school or getting a job based off of, you know, merit. work experience and merit and, and, and resume. Golly, just, just imagine that. Finally, see, this is what I'm saying. Common sense. you got to love when common sense prevails. And yet merit-based advancement in education is being fought tooth and nail. It's unbelievable. There's so much protest again. And this will this will spark protest. Of course it will, because people hate the idea of, wow. of, of some you know white kid has, on merit, the, the ability to go to one of these schools, but they're going to keep, keep him out because he's white. I mean, that's wow. just that's wrong. So that thankfully, they're fighting back against that stuff. We'll see what happens with it. Who the heck knows? Uh, we talked about Biden for a second there uh, in his quick little visit to El Paso, Texas, the uh, sanitized version, Governor Greg Abbott says. Well, he's on a way to uh, actually he's there now in Mexico for the North American summit. He'll be there with Justin Trudeau as well as the Mexican president. In the meantime, there's been some real, real uh, disruption in the country of Mexico over their authorities mm. arresting El Chapo's son. You've seen some of these incidents? They're crazy. You were talking about the power of the cartels has been seen like right away. They say if they don't release them, they're going to ignite gas stations and police stations on fire. That's not good. Wow. I mean, all this they going on. They commandeered a cruise ship in a port, by the oh way. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. A scary <laughs> time for Biden to be there as well. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm surprised. Honestly, they're still holding the summit there. 
Man. It, but man, all over because they arrested El Chapo's son. Isn't that crazy? The cartels hold so much power down there, man. It's, it's so bad. I didn't even know his family still had that much support. Yeah, really? But they do. In the meantime, <laughs> Brazil, another crazy uh, story there. Officials there say at least 400 people. It's probably more, but that's the official story. Have been arrested in connection over the weekend storming of the government buildings. Uh, Karen had the story in rapid fire, especially on this. They've been uh, cleared after hundreds of supporters of the country's former president refused to accept the latest election results. Some of the things they were chanting were absolutely amazing. This is when they stormed into their National Congress over the weekend. I don't speak Portuguese, Diener, but I know Mm. this much for sure. Apparently, the pro-Bolsonaro protesters have stormed the Congress chanting, we want the source code. Oh, wow. That's referring to the source code for the voting machines used in Brazil's recent election. And these are massive protests, massive numbers of people. Yeah, they are. And you, if you had seen maybe some of the pictures on like the uh, Today Show or Good Morning America, all those different things this morning, they were showing, you know, we, I mean, we've seen riots before. It looks cool. like it looks like riots, you know, the pepper spray and huge crowds, you know, over overtaking their version of the Capitol building. It's um, obviously, you know, they're they're accusing of the election being fixed. And this has been going on for a while, by Long the way. Time. Long time. But he just got inaug- He just got sworn in last week, the new president. So that's what kind yeah. of swelled it up again, because they had stopped. Mm hmm. And there were huge crowds at first when that election first was uh, decided. Right. So to see it kind of swell up again was was a little jarring. You just hope that doesn't lead to mass violence. You really hope not. Because That's it's right. Just, yeah, exactly. They did have some incidents of that, but just a mass number of people. And it, I, I was struck by the chant, the right. organized chant, we want the source code. I know. Have you ever heard that in the protest? <laughs> it's not very often you hear that one. Wow. It's a big changes. Are you a big Bed Bath & Beyond fan? I'm a fan of the Beyond part. Yes. You know, behind stuff. the curtain, very, oh, yeah. very mysterious. They say they're considering filing for bankruptcy. Oh, no. Yeah. What about those giant coupons you get in the mail? It says 20% off. The big cardboard pieces of the you know, coupon. And if this comes to fruition, I know what broke the company. You could use those things forever. <laughs> you right. could stack them up. Yeah. Remember? Bought a whole patio furniture set on those things once. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this after an SEC filing <laughs> that says there's doubt about the company's future. Oh. Home Goods Company announced plans last year, you might remember this, to close, Jen was all upset, to close 150 stores, cut 20% of the corporate jobs. Oh, man. It expects a decline in sales of over 600 million bucks. Wow. From the company's final quarter of 2022 compared to the prior year. We've been seeing it for, what, maybe six, seven years, these brick and mortar stores? Slow, slow decline. You know, we saw Toys R Us. Remember, remember Pure One Imports? Pure One. It bailed right away. Yep. Right when the pandemic hit. Gone. Just gone. Obviously, you know, Blockbuster was a while ago, but that was because of Netflix. But, you know, they trickle in here and there. Macy's has been in trouble for a while. Sears. Which affects a lot of different things. Obviously, that's retail, but it affects commercial real estate. Yeah. A lot of the local tax base. Uh, There are a lot of companies that can survive bankruptcy, but a lot of financial experts are saying Bed Bath & Beyond probably will go out of business if it files for bankruptcy. That's a shame. Yeah, you know, it's a store that's been around for a long time, and they got good stuff in there. They do have good stuff in there. It's a store I don't mind going to. Right. It's fun to explore. Oh, we have of... to go shopping. Where are we going? Bath, Bath and Beyond. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Maybe I'll find a foot massager and a new remote. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Look at this spatula. <laughs> Speaking of money, of we've goodies. got uh, the Mega Millions update for you. Coming up next, we've got that. Some other headlines, too, in the first order of business. For the new Speaker of the House, we'll find out. Coming up Ooh. next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. 
News. It's a coming. Nine o'clock. Karen's going to have it again for you. What are you working on? All right. So I wanted to get your guys' picks. Uh-oh. You've got the Uh-oh. college football championship tonight between Georgia yes. Bulldogs, TCU. You know, I briefly forgot about that. I'm very too. excited about this game. Yeah. Really big tonight, actually. Georgia trying to repeat. Who do you got? Yeah. Who you got? Who you got? I will say, personally, I think Georgia wins. They're going to repeat. But TCU, I would say take them with the points. It's like 14 points. It's a big line. It's a big spread in that really? game. Really? Is it 14? It is. It's a lot. It's like 13, 14. 14. That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, they played yeah, all year close. They've, they've won all their games. They're, team of destiny. I, yeah, I don't see them getting blown out in their final game I after all I don't know. It all, all depends on Stetson Bennett the fourth. Uh, because yes. he's a head Stetson case. Bennett, sir. The coach said, you need to play better. And that, my friends, if your coach says that to you, you ain't going to play better. Stetson Bennett is 37 years old. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm only half kidding. He's 25. He's older than 10 starting NFL quarterbacks. Oh, That's my true. God, you're yeah. kidding Ten. me. 10. But you know, he okay, can... right there's a disqualification. No, but, it's not. I mean, but he gets it done. He's a late bloomer. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, maybe he he's... He barely got it done against Ohio State. They, I, Ohio State really won barely that Barely got it done. Clutch. I think the kid's got the clutch gene. I really do. I don't know if anybody's going to draft him. I think he's clutch. I Karen, really do. Karen's very bitter today. You hear this? Ohio State won that game. I don't oh. care for the national championship. The Lions God. got screwed. You it's just, so true. You think there's too many numbers in Powerball? <laughs> like, there are. The universe is way too big. By the way, did you see that Jane Fonda said that Brady made her knees weak when she met him because they're in that movie 80 for Brady? That's because she's actually 80. <laughs> she couldn't stand. <laughs> her knees are weak. She needed her It's walker. got nothing to do with Brady. <laughs> They've probably been replaced a few oh, times. No. They're, they're rickety. <laughs> Anyway, so that'll be the rickety. Super Bowl, Rickety. That's hilarious. That but comes out what in a few weeks, February right? February third, yeah, right oh. before the Super Bowl. Yeah, apparently they actually met him, so that was kind of. It's cool. supposed to be good. I yeah, don't know. It we'll looks see. I'll go. Very funny. I want to see it. I just love that they got the boys together again. They got yeah. Edelman, Brady, Gronk, and Amendola. And one of them says, "Amendola's in there." Yeah, nice. One of them says to Gronk, "My, you're really big." He goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. They show up, they have no tickets to the game, and they get in to the, the based locker on, room, I based think. It's a true story, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Must be loosely based. I don't know. <laughs> loosely based. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, Brady made my knees weak. Oh, boy. All right. So I'm going with TCU, by the way, because they've got God on their side. Outright? And the Duggar kid. He's, he's yeah, outright. Wow. I'm not, what, are you going to give me points, too? No, I'm just, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's a big upset. There'll be no points. <laughs> <laughs> right. I say Stetson Bennett is going to be a deer in the headlights. Okay. okay. Stetson <laughs> Bennett the fourth. <laughs> won it last year. He's I mean, a grandfather, right? Yeah, yeah, that more coming up. Yeah, he's retired. <laughs> he's the... He's the <laughs> He's the only college quarterback getting Social Security benefits already. <laughs> He's going to walk around the field, take one final look tonight as he retires from his college career. <laughs> Tears rolling down his eyes. 65 years old. <laughs> I like the kid. I don't know. Yeah, well, that'd be fun today. Gosh, I almost forgot that was on. It was I so preoccupied too. with the NFL. I, I forgot. forgot. I'm very excited that's tonight. Good. Why do they stick it on a Monday? They want to. You know what it is? They want to be clear of the NFL yes. schedule. That's that's how big the NFL. As big as college football is, and it is. Sure. We know this, right? Sure. That's how much bigger the NFL is. I mean, that, I, that college wants to stay clear of competing with it at all. I, I get it. And obviously, there's no Monday Night Football game tonight. The season, regular season's over. But why not play it on Saturday? I mean, I know you had a couple Saturday games too, but you still could have played it. I guess they don't. They want their own, uh, they Man. want the news cycle. By the way, college football fans are very upset about this what? game because they're playing it at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles tonight. Yeah. 
So obviously, I mean, it's been raining in California for like a week. So there's that. <laughs> they don't know how to deal with it. That's right. It's a 7:30 kickoff, by the way. So this is actually a fairly early. Yeah. Which is nice. It's not like a 9:15 kick like you see in the NBA Finals. That's usually way too late. Good lord. And so that means it's 4:30 Pacific time. Fine. So you've got waiting for people. You know, still got. So they're gonna be getting there rush hour traffic, and there's so no what? tailgating allowed. There's no tailgating. No tailgating allowed. Is there never any tailgating? I there? guess this is a SoFi thing. I don't know why. Then they should be disqualified from ever getting another college football game. That's right. See everything how, else. How you, what is college football without tailgating? Well, I mean, what are we doing? I no. say people do it anyway. What, what are they going to do? No. You, you know, you're going to stop eighty thousand people from tailgating. Georgia fans and TCU fans. They'll make an example of like a couple of them or something. That's, That's ridiculous. Silly. I don't know why. I don't. It's. I only see that stadium from. Well, they had the Super Bowl there. But then I see that that Fox pregame show. They have that little right. astroturf thing outside of the stadium. You see it in the background. Yeah. I think their studios are there. It's the only thing I've seen of it. I don't know what the parking lots like. I have no idea. No, me neither. It cost a billion dollars to make. We do know that. That's all I know. <laughs> Speaking of a billion dollars, well, what a segue that is. Across America with Mega Jackpots, it's Mega Millions. What's up, America? I'm John Crow. It is. There he is. There he is, our guy. John Crow. <laughs> I think it's John Crow. I don't know. But the the big deal is it's 1.1. It'll go higher than that, but $1.1 billion for tomorrow night. If you saw the uh, billboards, the one I pass in Lake Worth by 95, just stuck at 9.99. It's so funny that they do that. I mean, I, can't they change it? I want to see $1 billion or just put one B. I do know. The last time, the time, remember the, let's see, remember when Jen was talking about this too, and it was like a year, when was when was the previous billion dollar uh, Powerball one? Oh boy, it was a few months, I want to say maybe around October, November. I remember when that happened, the, the Powerball side of it just went blank. Oh no. No, they just they didn't have anything on it. <laughs> and then they decided, I guess, 999 is just better. So it just stops there. It should just spell out a lot. Yes. Sorry. Just put a dollar sign. <laughs> money. Money. Big money. Got to get more tickets now. Yeah, exactly. And I forgot to get to this story uh, last time. We got rolling on something else, but uh, I don't know if the world ever asked for all female M&Ms, but now we have them. Hmm. For a limited time, to honor successful women all over the world. All right. Is a candy-coated chocolate candy the best way to do that? I don't know. Each color has a gender in the M&Ms by the world, by the way. Didn't know that either. Yes, that's true. Yeah, the red, red, and yellow are the uh, the guys. The green is the girls. She's always got the high heels on. Oh, and they've uh, just introduced the inclusive purple color M M&M. and M. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Right. Don't want to offend the M M&M and M community. Well, apparently that's what it's all about. <laughs> Feminist Ford candy wrappers introduced this past Thursday. It'll exclusively display M and M's female characters. You're right, green, brown, and mostly recently purple. How about that? There it is. Oh, Brown's a girl too? When did that happen? Uh don't know. Wow. I couldn't I couldn't answer that question All right. for you. The packages are gonna feature the female MMs flips upside down. You wanna wanna know why that is? Oh, it's gonna be a W. To represent how women are flipping how they define success. Okay. <laughs> this is this is so corny, man. This, I'm sorry. I, wow. I'm all for, you know, female empowerment, sure. all those good things, but this is just this is stupid. Is this how though? <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, it goes along with the previous announcement, the introduction of the purple M&M which represents body positivity and Celtic body positivity, a chocolate candy. <laughs> For body positivity. Okay. I think this is a failed PR effort. I'm going to call it right now. Oh, no. 
Maybe. <laughs> what are they doing at M&M's? Well, listen, you know, there is this backlash now against, you know, using the word obese. Which is ridiculous. And so it's, it's unhealthy. A, it's a health concern now at this Heart point. Heart disease continues to be the number one killer in the United States but listen, because of obesity. But there's no, you ever notice this? There's no balance or nuance anymore. It's like, of course you couldn't, fa- you shouldn't fat shame people. But to get rid of the word right. obesity? You're right. Yeah. Where's the balance? There's right. none. There's no nuance. We're not pointing at you and laughing like Nelson on The Simpsons be like, ha ha, you're fat. No, it's all about just, <laughs> hey, listen, be self-aware and try to stay healthy. Anyway, <laughs> these are there for a limited for a limited time. Gosh. You're probably they're probably going to be heavily featured in the Super Bowl ad, though. I bet I you can see that it's a coming. This went off the rails. I think it's my fault, by the way. That's okay. <laughs> you know what else is coming? Flight 850. This is the first chance Ooh, we get a chance to talk to right. uh, Jay Ratliff, our aviation expert, since the Southwest Airlines disastrous Christmas. Uh, cancellation plans. He's going to be very happy, too. His Bengals are back in the playoffs. Oh, that's true. We'll ask him about that as well. And American Airlines is getting rid of more flight routes. Not good. We'll talk Mm. to him about all of this coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Waiting for this. It's our first chance, Diener, to talk to Jay Ratliff, our aviation expert. On uh, Flight 850 here since the Southwest holiday flight disasters. Right. Uh, in the meantime, this news just came out over the weekend. Southwest is expected to post a fourth quarter loss of uh, between $725 and $825 million. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and you're not going to find too many people, especially those caught in the holiday uh, nightmare of trying to get home or get to somewhere over Christmas who won't say, Good. Yeah, well, that's true. feels like uh, deserving, right? Not only that, but we've got uh, apparently American Airlines is getting rid of three more routes, too. But in the meantime, let's get to it. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, Jay. Happy New Year. I guess I can still say you're like the last person I need to say Happy New Year to. But uh, here we I will gladly take it. Thank Here we, you. Just because of our schedule and the way that the holiday worked out last week, didn't get a chance to talk to you right after all of this. But, man, I tell you, I guess the relevant question is, what's this going to lead to going forward in the in the airline industry, especially with Southwest? Well, you know, Southwest is going to be – they're a great airline, and they have been great for decades, and they just haven't acted like it of late, and they just need to get their act together and they'll be fine. But – you know, the idea that you have a crew scheduling software program mm, right. that is built and implemented in the 90s that's not really been upgraded much, you're just asking for trouble. And I think we have had three occasions in the last uh, 18 to 20 months where that system has has failed and has caused days after days after days of canceled and delayed flights. Now, none of it happened, thankfully, during a holiday season. Mm, but when right. we had the winter storm hit that we did, it kind of lit the fuse. And when that system went down, crew schedulers were forced to do things manually. Now, for those younger individuals in the audience, you can Google the term manual to see what it really means. <laughs> we did everything right. by hand. And there's simply no way for Southwest to keep up. Now, I'm a huge fan. I always have been of Southwest Airlines. But I was very much disappointed. Yeah. I think it was Monday the 26th or so uh, when they came out saying, in fact, I was getting copies of text messages, apologizing to customers that their flight was delayed or canceled due to the weather conditions. Now, my sister got one of those texts as well, 
Southwest on that Monday canceled 71% of their flights, 2,909 departures. Wow. So I looked at American Airlines that day to see what their weather-related cancellations were. They canceled 12 flights. Now, mm. that made it clear this was not a weather situation. It exactly. was a Southwest situation. Exactly right. But once again, blamed it on the weather. They did. And... You know, that only lasted so long before they had to finally own it. Yeah. Where they said, yeah, it's kind of our problem and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is something that they they just not spent the money to upgrade the system. Okay, that... And part of the problem has been how good those Southwest agents are. Uh, I've always right. looked at Southwest as a group of all-stars. These men and women always find a way to make it work regardless of how bad things are. So every time this system melted and everybody had to go manual, they found a way to kind of pull it together. It wasn't perfect, mm. still a lot of delayed flights, but I think that that is what gave the uh, the decision makers this false sense of security. They said, you know, we can wait a little bit, little bit longer, just a little bit longer before we spend the money to get this system upgraded. Well, obviously now they cannot wait any longer. They, as you announced, uh, they reported on Friday to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, the SEC, that they're going to be losing as much as $825 million. Uh, $425 million of that is in lost revenue. The rest of it is reimbursing passengers for the, their expenses. And I've been telling people from coast to coast from the onset, go to dot.gov when you yeah, file exactly. your complaint to make sure that it's a matter of record. And, you know, Southwest will recover from this. But, the, but hey, they're a great airline. They just need to start acting like There's it. a couple of points there we need to re- reiterate, though. Number one, I think you make a really good one. The reason why it's taken this long for this thing to blow up in their faces is because of the talent of the people, the, the, the schedulers, who have been able to cover up for it. You know, except oh, uh, uh, right. until it finally hit where the system just broke because of timing, because of storm, because of uh, demand, all that stuff, right? That's number one. But number two, I've been waiting a week to ask you that because there have been unconfirmed reports of that, that people in the industry had been telling them for years now, you've got to upgrade this system, you have to do it. And it sounds like what you're saying is they did put, they did make a conscious decision to not invest in that infrastructure then. Is that right? Well, that's true. Because if you and I, let's say we're Delta pilots, you and I are walking down the concourse, we're headed for a specific gate, and there's a change to our, our crew assignment, we're notified electronically. We have the ability to check to see exactly what is going on with our flight schedule. It's all an automated process. Oh, yeah, right. Southwest Airlines, that's not the case. If, there's, if you and I are Southwest pilots walking down the concourse, somebody has to call us. And if we're in a dead zone in the airport where we can't be reached by phone, somebody has to come and find us. Now, if that doesn't sound way out of date with today's technology, I don't know what does. And that's one of the reasons that pilots and flight attendants for the last several years have been pleading, pleading with management saying you have to get this system upgraded because you had times when pilots couldn't reach flight control mm. and their their offices that do the scheduling for four or five six hours at a time and because everything was a was a manual process and, and that simply in this day and age is just not acceptable when you recognize that this whole crew scheduling software package was designed when a time when southwest is one-third of the size they are now it's very clear that when things melt down as it did, it was impossible for Southwest to keep up. And that was really a problem. And the CEO for Southwest, when he took over several weeks ago, 
or he announced several weeks ago uh, in a memo to employees that went viral that said, look, I understand our employees don't have the tools they need to do the job. And he's referencing the fact that they have some very outdated technology and they are efforting, trying to move forward, making it a priority, blah, 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 whatever words they choose to use to upgrade that specific program. The bottom line is they have to. And right now the, the, uh, the White House has said to Southwest that if the carrier does not appropriately and quickly reimburse customers for those cancellations and expenses, they will be fined and fined considerably. So there's an incentive for Southwest to get on the ball here. Whether or not they will or not, who knows. Now, the question that comes into play here, and it's a fair question to ask, some people are going to say it's not, is now, Jay, if they're cutting corners on this technology side for their employees, is it possible they're cutting corners on maintenance or training or some other part of mm. their, their, their operation? Yeah. It's a fair question to ask. And I think certainly it deserves to be answered, and that's why I think the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, needs to spend a great deal of time in the uh, headquarters of Southwest, in the airports, in the training rooms, going through files, making sure that everything is as it needs to be, because believe me, those are questions you have to ask if the airline has deliberately put off this one aspect is are there other things they might put off as well uh no i think it was on friday might have been thursday the announcement came out from southwest talk about you know reimbursing customers so they come out with the announcement that they're going to give i'll start with this customers twenty five thousand miles or something like that it equates to about 300 bucks and you have you have to be a frequent flyer member to get that absolutely we said yeah, it on it, the it air was Dean, almost a Diener, slap in the face that's what Diener, karen and i said it's a slap in the face at that point which raised the question again about well you know people had started to, to chime in and say oh that must mean that you know the, the, this the, in the end the customer will win because people demand my point is what i learned from you no we had a golden opportunity a couple of them in fact to get a customer bill of rights done before we bailed out yes. them out and other airlines as well to, to the tune of billions of dollars that's gone. You know, as you want to talk about incentive, that's gone to treat the customer better. I, I don't. I think that opportunity we've missed the boat on that. Oh, totally. And, and, and President Donald Trump, when he was president at the time, first bailout goes out. He said the airlines are going to need need more. Yeah, and exactly. I, I'm in total agreement. But we have to get something in return. Have to. This is the man that wrote the art of the deal that talks about negotiations. It's a business mindset that, unfortunately, ninety percent of people. And I'm being kind there, in Washington, D.C., do not possess. No. So right. as a result, the idea is, yeah, we'll give it to them. They'll do what's right. We, the, the, the reality is they have a very strong lobbying group that they get what they want almost every single time. And that was exactly the case here. And, you, you know, to me, it's just it's a scary scenario when an airline can be as good as Southwest and drop the ball this bad. Mm. And I have pilots that are students of mine and other employees for Southwest and other carriers that are as well. And they're saying, Jay, the Southwest of old that you hang on to, the great airline it was, is gone and never coming back. Wow. Because the mindset several years ago shifted from employee uh, first in the customer first to now the shareholder first. Mm. So we've got to do everything to make the stock price go up and allow the other things to slide. This was an airline when they first got started. They had four airplanes. They could not meet payroll. So Herb Kelleher, the founder of, of Southwest, yep. said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sell one of those four aircraft so we can meet payroll. Employees come first. 
that's not the Southwest of today. No. And it's really unfortunate because that's what's made them <laughs> the incredible. They made money for, I don't know, 47 years in a row or some absurd number when airlines were losing money by the billions because of those men and women that made it happen. Yep. There was a time in the early days, the only way they could make money was to squeeze an extra segment per day out of those aircraft. And they had to turn an airplane in 10 minutes. That's 600 seconds. <laughs> and they found a way to make it happen. I, it was an incredible company, the way it started. I read his book. I, you know, oh, it's the whole story yeah. about starting the idea on a, on a cocktail na- napkin and all that stuff. It's Well, I don't know. You, you just hope that people demand more anyway. So let's hope yeah. that we do that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some good things to talk about, hopefully, in a week's time when we talk to you next. How about that? Mm-hmm. We'll have good airline I, I stories. I will be looking between now and then for that very thing. <laughs> well, you might have to dig kind of hard. I don't know. But Big time. D- dig deep and we'll find something. I know you're happy about your Bengals, though, so congratulations. Well, I, I'm more happy that the uh, Buffalo Bills fan or the built player uh, is recovering as he yeah. is in Cincinnati. And it was a nice story. Really pleased with the way that the city responded and yep. it kind of adopted him. I mean, we had billboards, we had you know the blue lights throughout the city at yep. night, uh, you know, all of that, and and it was just great to see. And uh, you know, it, it's a good feel good story for the NFL, and I'm just glad it's going well. And the uh, I mean, start to finish. I don't think that University of Cincinnati medical staff got enough credit either, but they should. But that's uh, that's. Hey, they honored them before the Bengals game yesterday, as as rightly they should. And a lot of money's coming their way for research, and it's just a lot of thank yous. It's it's great to see. Good, absolutely. There's you see. There's your good story. Now we can go back to nasty stuff next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be ready. We got it out of the way. Jay Ratliff, flight eight fifty, right there in the morning show blog eight fifty wftl.com. But also to get some uh, to make some money in the new year, uh, day trade fun.com to uh, hook up with Jay on that too. We'll talk to you in a week, sir. Thanks again. Looking forward to it. All right. And uh, coming up next, Diener, we'll ask the question again. I am more convinced now that I would. Would you hire a robot lawyer to argue your case? Because the first one is happening in a month. You know, I got to tell you, this sounds like the thing typically that I would be completely scared of and against, but... I think I, I think I like this. Think of the research it could do for you. Uh, yeah. All right, that and headlines. <laughs> Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, 850 WFTL, News Talk 850, and 850WFTL.com, and on the app, as always, you can find the Morning Show blog on there. I'm not sure what Diener put on there, but I know it's something, because I saw you entering things into the system before. Yes, What's you, on there? You heard the enter button being pressed earlier. Send it to the internet. That's right. It's out, it's out there. You can check it all out. Well, one of the stories we had, we were just talking about a little while ago, actually, before we got Jay on, is the... Uh, the, the gender M&M's. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> all female M&M's, female empowerment, it's all about... Very important. Equality is not reached until it's in a candy-coated chocolate thing. That's right. Right. So you right. got to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we, we get some type of some type of gender equality with candy, Bill. <laughs> Please, gender equity with our M&M's. So you can check that out on the blog. But also this one, we just teased it, actually. The Robot Lawyer. It's a brave new world out there. Damn right. Imagine the scene. You're walking into a courtroom, you know, and there you are, ready to argue your case. <laughs> I'd like to consult my lawyer, Mbot 258.5-9. <laughs> Hello, Your Honor. Uh, we're a long way from that, but it has started. There's a website called donotpay.com, and that is, uh, you know, obviously they fight traffic tickets and I think like traffic disputes and that kind of stuff. Well, they got the tools to help people fight parking tickets, get their bank reversed, uh, you know, bank uh, reverse things like overdraft fees and stuff. Now an AI program, and that's all it is at this point, is a program that can listen in on court cases 
in, in real time as the court case is being argued, in this case it's just simple traffic things, but it's a start, do research and come up with a strategy suggestion in real time while it's being argued. It's, this is just the beginning of it, but think of how quickly this could lead to your own AI lawyer. I mean, yeah, you think about it. You know, you go into a store and you're like, hey, I need a, a new lawyer. Let me buy my AI robots here and uh, have them on hand just in case. Now, they're not going to be cheap if, that's the, if that is the way for the future. But just imagine that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, lawyer was not one of the things that I saw being replaced by robots. I didn't either. I mean, you would think, uh, but think the very first thing I thought of was, you know, a really good lawyer can look up case research and, you know, find a case that'll help right. yours and something similar where a court case won in the 1800s. And Yes. Well, an AI program can enter that in and find one. Use Jones versus Smith, 1819 in That's Nebraska. Right. Use Jones versus Nebraska. <laughs> they're able to use it. Now, this is how they're going to apply it, right? They're using it to help somebody fight a speeding ticket next month somewhere in the U.S. They won't say where because they're, that might be its own you know, court fight. Most courtrooms don't allow electronic devices that connect to the Internet. So they picked one that allows for Apple AirPods to be used as hearing aids. Why is that important, you say? Because the person fighting the ticket... Yes. Is not going to be represented by a lawyer in the courtroom. No. They're going to have AirPods in while the robot lawyer listens in through the cell phone and tells them what to say. That's funny. <laughs> so it's like your own representation, but you're getting advice from a robot lawyer. That's right. Who's making this, by the way? Like, who's sponsoring this? Uh, just that do not pay.com okay. site. And I don't know who the researcher is or the scientist behind it. Huh. But understand what this means. I don't know if we'll ever get the audio from it. I don't think so. But there will be an audio message from the computer telling this person in, in their AirPods what to say. Yeah, just think about that. I mean, you're sitting there getting ready to, to make your argument. <laughs> Instead of having a lawyer sitting next to you, you just have a robot telling you what to say. The this CEO is, of Do man. Not Pay says the judge will definitely not know what's going on. Is that good or bad? Well, because they don't have to reveal. So there'll be a cell phone in the courtroom, all legal, to listen into what's going on inside the courtroom. Right. Because, like, if you had a regular lawyer in a different location, that's what they would do, right? Sure. They listen in, process what's happening, relay the message like a coach, like an offensive coordinator yeah. to the quarterback Okay. as you're fighting your traffic ticket telling you what to say. What, <laughs> what if the connection cuts out? You're like, um, help, help. <laughs> <laughs> they lose that right. It's bad connection. They're also planning to use it in another speeding ticket case soon that's happening over Zoom. This is this is I mean it's a, it's a goofy little story, but this very very quickly could change a lot of different things. Can you imagine like a, an AI lawyer uh-huh. defending someone in a murder case? Absolutely. You know something like that? Absolutely. Wow. And it's for the instantaneous research they can come up with. That's what it look, is. Look what you could find right now. You could look up any court case you want to Google. Right now. Yeah. Well, this thing, you could do it for you. And just come up with it in a, in a few seconds, of course, depending on how good the AI is and how you know efficient they make it. But, I mean, you're telling me this AI robot is just going to be able to think on its feet like that yep. and make arguments, make point and counterpoint. Yep. And then if they get it to the point where it's allowed in courtrooms and it is an actual processing computer or a phone or a device or something, that's your lawyer. Wow. Or what if it to save money? What if cities and counties and states just say, "Here's your, uh, you know, ten years from now, here's your uh, court-appointed attorney," <laughs> and they hand you a lot of chip? And there, <laughs> what if you just had like these AI robots in the courtroom? 
Hello. Right? I mean, like you said, maybe that's maybe that's the federal thing. The court-appointed lawyer is going to end up being some AI robot. Hello, if you, if you can't afford your own. <laughs> you look lovely today. They <laughs> try to personalize it. That's right. This they could make it really creepy. It would look like one of those real doll things. Oh, no. <laughs> like the new movie that just came out with yeah. Megan? <laughs> Megan. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't, think, I don't think we're too far away. Did not see this coming when it comes to uh, practicing law. Now, yes, you know, drive throughs at fast food restaurants, yes, that's happening. You know, obviously manufacturing, of course. By the way, as predicted that this was coming, remember when everybody insisted on minimum $15 and $20 minimum wage? You in, called in, this three years ago. States, automation has happened. You know what the early reviews are from consumer companies and consumer reports type uh, consumer experts? They love it, don't they? These kiosks are almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Almost perfect. They don't get your orders right. They don't give you attitude. They don't, you know, have an inability to count change. That's right. <laughs> they don't yell at you. Ignore you when you're just trying to get an extra barbecue sauce. They won't look up. You don't need that anymore. These yeah. kiosks are there. Replaced. Everybody wanted, uh, you know, higher minimum wage for these lower level entry jobs. And look at it. Now you're being automated out. I mean, you have robots making cheeseburgers, putting yep. fries into, you know, into the oil. I thought that was going to take way longer to happen because we had, you know, started with the kiosks at fast food places. Yeah. I thought you'd have to have at least like still three human beings working the place. We're probably on the road to heaven. You don't need any. I think it's going to be fully off fast food. It's going to be fully automated. I mean, we, it, it, listen, if it works, the business world, the market's going to decide and that's what they're going to go with. That That's how close we are. It's going to be, I mean, you're right. I mean, at some point this is going to be like just... Um, you know, old hat. You're going to go get something to eat. It's going to be all robots. You're going to go fight his traffic ticket. It's going to be robots. It's like, it's like the iRobot movie with uh, Will Smith there. What if one of the robots is injured on the job at McDonald's? Then it's going <laughs> to hire a robot to represent its case <laughs> against the robot judge. Workman's comp for robots. This is Terminator, man. It is. Cyberdyne. You got Bill of Rights for robots. <laughs> oh, no. They're all going to come after us, I swear. They'll poison your cheeseburgers. Well, I mean, maybe could happen. <laughs> Who the heck knows? But but it's working, and I'm telling you, with this AI thing with the with the with the lawyer, we're not far away. What was the one that we talked about? There was that Taco Bell, mm-hmm. right? It was like two stories, but wasn't it? Wasn't that like almost fully automa- uh, automated? I think it might have been. It was or is? I know it was two stories. I'm trying to remember why. Oh, that's what it was. It was like a bank teller thing, so they couldn't have people fight you in the window anymore. Oh, that's right. And they sh- they shot down through yes. the, a tube your taco. That's right. That's Ta- right. It was the taco tube. <laughs> I think it was in Minnesota, wasn't it? I think it was. Also, I guess the cold weather plays a part. Well, I'm sure, but who knows? Wow. Man. How about that? Brave new world. All right. Mega Millions update coming up for you. Coming up next, and we got a feel-good story, a uh, good use for TikTok, actually, believe it or not, because they put on TikTok a fundraiser for, speaking of Walmart, a worker who retired after people were able to donate money for their retirement. Well, that's nice. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. That's exactly how the founders intended it. They wanted real debate, real input from all people, and then you get a decision, whether it's one vote or 15 votes. There's Jim Jordan. I think he said it the best. He summed it up the best of all of us. It's how the founding fathers would have wanted it. You hear from everybody. You come up with a consensus. And you uh, exert some powers or diffuse that power of the House Speaker. And you come out with a result. What's wrong with that? There's still people complaining. 
That's what annoyed me so you, much about this. You know, the Democrats are going to complain. There's still Republicans complaining about this. Oh, well, the Democrats, I mean, you know, they're, they're always for a democracy, Bill. But then when it actually comes to real democracy, they call it, you know, dangerous. And they call it, uh, you know, a dictatorship and and running all over democracy and rebels. So they just like to use the word to make themselves sound good. But it's not only Democrats. It's some, you know, establishment Republicans who are trampling or were trampling all over this process. This was the way it's supposed to be. This is how it was designed, just like Jim Jordan said. Here's Dan Crenshaw, Republican, complaining about it throughout the weekend. There was no reason for us to keep voting, keep voting, keep allowing these speeches that just degraded and diminished and insulted Kevin McCarthy. Really? You sure about that, Dan? Because without those speeches, without holding out, without, you know, fleshing this thing out and arguing back and forth, almost coming to fisticuffs, that was almost kind of funny. McCarthy's <laughs> proposed concessions wound up being a reality, including, here's a big one, allowing one member to call a vote to oust the speaker. It means one person, just one, could say, he's a swamp monster, I don't like what McCarthy's doing, he's making backroom deals, I want to, I want to vote again. That's right. That's a that's a massive, massive exertion of power that he wouldn't have had before. And here's how you that know they wouldn't have had before. Yeah, exactly. Here's how you know it's it's a good thing that everything worked out in the end. When you have Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer upset on Saturday morning on Twitter the way they were, they were I mean seething angry. You're, that's right. And I was reading their tweets, and then I smiled. I'm like. This did work out for the best. That's good. You know what? That's true. You don't have to watch any of this. Just watch for their reaction. And if they hate it, it's good for America. Because they hate America. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Some of this stuff really gets into the woods here. But there's some good things like this. 72 hours now to review bills before they come to the floor. Yeah, thanks. Very good. At least give it some review, right? Just rubber stamp this stuff. Members more opportunities to offer amendments to bills. Well, they can go either way. But if you get elect the right people, it could be okay. An investigative committee to probe weaponization of the federal government. Thank you. That's right. Good. Again, this wouldn't have been in there if you didn't have that fight, Dan Crenshaw. Right. If if you didn't have these speeches. Restore the Holman rule. Use that to reduce the salary of government officials. Here, here. Yes. All good things. Stop giving yourselves raises. And I think they're going to look into uh, term limits as well. It's It's all up for grabs now. And it's all good, and that wouldn't have happened if you just rubber stamped McCarthy. I don't think it would have. Would have talked a big game, but there would have been pushback. Exactly. Probably from the same people who are still complaining about how the process worked. Yes. And you see, that's, listen, the people like Dan Crenshaw are upset for the same reason the Democrats are, because it takes power away from them. Yep. That it takes influence away from them. It's exactly what it is. Instead, you're getting, you know, the, the rebels, so to speak, the outsiders like your Matt Gates and your Lauren Boberts of the world, Chip Royce, people like that, who now have a bigger seat at the table and their influence was felt in this process. And the establishment people don't like that. No, they don't that, like that, it. That's why you're hearing, you know, disparaging remarks about this process. They this wanna, is exactly how it's supposed to work. They want to be once they're in, they're in, and they don't want any yep. pushback whatsoever. Well, too bad. The pushback is there now. He's on a very short leash. Would he have been an okay House speaker? Maybe. He's going to be good now, I think. Yes. I really do. I think that. He said the very first thing that they're going to do when they get to work, starting today, by the way, is to remove the funding for the 87,000 new IRS agents. That would be a fantastic statement to good make. Good start. <laughs> so this was his speech as, well, I guess, yeah, sworn in, but I guess this is kind of like an acceptance speech in sure. a way. And it's kind, of like a, it's kind of like a state of the house speech when you get the new job. And now the hard work begins. What we do here today, next week, Next month, next year, we'll set the tone 
for everything that follows. Boy's got that right. There's a lot of eyes on this now. You better come through. That's true. And you know what? They don't have much time. No, they don't. When you think about it, it's really just a you know a year and three quarters. Yeah. To really get a lot of stuff done, and then you hope. You know, you get a Republican president in there after that, and you keep the House and maybe take over the Senate. And then, you know, you like you said, you set the table for that type of stuff. But we'll see what happens down the road. And then they swore him in. And this sounds like we went back in time to 1937. Listen to this. <laughs> What's going on here? What are here? we talking about, FDR? And that you will well and faithfully <laughs> discharge the duties of the office on which you're about to enter. So happy God. Yes, I do. Congratulations and Godspeed. Oh my God, that sounded like we went back in time. I swear that was the ghost of Harry Truman. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we got some good news we didn't get to earlier in the show, but it really is good news. Um, I really like this story here because I think it's, you know, after the Damar Hamlin story, mm. you know what one of the takeaways is now that we know he's going to be okay? We really all should know CPR. Yeah, true. Or and brush many, up on it, at least. I know I, I should brush up on it. Me too. Many of those cases are coming out now. Feel good story of the day. Listen to this one. Now, without DeMar Hamlin, I think it probably would have happened anyway, but we wouldn't have heard about it, though, because now that's such a key point. An Eagles fan, get this, did CPR in the stands and saved a guy's life last week. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> last week? Wow. And, and it was, But you wouldn't have heard about it, I don't think, unless it was the DeMar Hamlin thing. Mm, that's because true. Because now right. it's a big deal, right? Uh, and he was in full face paint when he did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Imagine if the guy was an opposing fan and he comes to him and it's like, e a g He's an ER doctor, oh, the wow. guy in the face paint, who performed uh, in a parade before the game and he was still in costume. <laughs> a nurse in full Eagles gear helped out too. They got his heart going again, the guy. And the first question he asked when he came to was, what's the score of the game? No, really? He's expected to recover, but the Eagles ended up losing to the Saints during that game. He was asking about 20 to 10. It's like DeMar, where he asked who won. That's right. That's the first question you want to know. Gamers. How about that? Well, just to throw this out there, too, Peyton Hillis. Yes. We were talking about him oh, last that's week. Right. That was another story. So he's still in critical condition. He's in the ICU. And so I I just want attention to be on him, too. I mean, he's not in the NFL anymore. Obviously, it wasn't in the public eye like it was on Monday Night Football for DeMar Hamlin. What a story, though. But this is a guy who was a former running back, fullback for the Browns. Really good, actually. About 10 years ago, he played. But he saved his kids from drowning off of Pensacola Beach. Unbelievable. And he so, had kidney damage. And oh, yeah, I think man. He had some lung damage. So there, he's still fighting. So, I mean, just you know, think about him, too. Say a little prayer for him when you have a minute because he's a hero. He saved his children. They're fine. Absolutely. Now we're hoping hero. he pulls through as well. How about that? Yeah, that's... Uh, man, he went into full dad mode there, though. Didn't sure he to did. do what he had to do, and his kids yeah. are going to be okay, they say. Yeah. No, they're fine. So he literally saved their lives. He was a great player. He had an awesome face mask. Yes. He looked like Bane. <laughs> he, had, he, had that, he had that circular bar coming up from the bottom. Yeah. He hasn't been retired that long. He was playing around 2016. Yeah, right I was going to say maybe five, six years he's been yeah. retired. Here's another feel-good story for you, and a trend that, look, as long as we're stuck with TikTok and the Chinese stealing our data, at least in the meantime, we can have some use from it. A TikToker in Maryland named Rory McCarty. Uh, recently met an 82-year-old Walmart cashier named Butch Marion, a Navy vet. 82 Navy vet, wow. Working. And just Man. met him. Butch was so nice, Rory started an online fundraiser for him. He says, well, I know how to organize this, and I'm on TikTok. I can figure this out, right? Raised over $100,000 to help the guy retire. That's fantastic. Get, shows up at the store and he gives Butch a giant check after his final day of work last week, and they both got pretty emotional. 
Wow. It was a big story in November about somebody who did the same thing for an elderly lady at a Walmart in New Jersey. Rory says that story is what inspired him to do it. Oh, cool. We might have we might have social media retirement drives happening here. That's great. Somebody do that for me, please. <laughs> it's just to keep me in mind, like, you know, 30, 40 years from now. I met once an 82-year-old radio producer <laughs> named Diener, and I decided to start a tick. God, if TikTok is still around then, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe you could retire off 1.1 billion. We'll give you the Mega Millions update and uh, some other headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Dina, we're back already? My God. I don't know. I, I was, took a sip of water. I, I know. I was just going down the hall to get a hot chocolate. And I heard the music. Slave driver over there. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sure you heard the news already. How do we break the news to, about Mega Millions? With this guy. Now, no matter all six numbers, Tuesday's jackpot could be $1.1 billion. Play on, America. Woo! Oh, he's, you know, progressively now, as we've been following him, he's playing it up more and more. Oh, man, we are putty in his hands, and he knows it. A couple it. of months ago, he was like, and uh, Tuesday's jackpot is coming up at uh, right. $300. You know, <laughs> about, and now he's like, Cross America with Mega Jackpots. It's Mega Millions. What's up, America? I'm John Croatus. This guy's the best. I will find the radio station he was on because I know there was one. Oh, there's no doubt about it. A voice like that. He's got pukey radio voice written all over him. You kidding or, me? Or that's his day job. I'm telling you. <laughs> Some classic might, rock station. Maybe, yes. Rocktoberfest. <laughs> that's right. Two for Tuesday. He's coming on there. We got phone taps coming up next. <laughs> phone, t- phone taps and Skinner tickets. <laughs> But uh, 1.1, <laughs> the uh, billboard, I know all of them are like that. The one that I passed by is the Lake Worth uh, Bridge billboard, and they just put it, they're stuck at nine ninety nine for this. <laughs> oh, geez. That's it. I don't see, I wish they would, because I saw that this morning, and I was thinking to myself, just, you know, random, random gripes that I have throughout the day that really mean nothing in the long run, but it just kind of irked me. I'm like, why can't they just put 1.1B? I mean, the, you can tell me they, they don't have a, a, a little dot and a letter B they can buy? And throw that up letters. There? I don't know. I, they did. I'm telling you, it was a couple of. It was one of the billion dollar Powerball ones because I know the lake. Does your billboard you pass have both? Yes. Yeah. The side that was for Powerball, two jackpot, two billion dollar jackpots ago. They just went That's blank. Right. They just blanked it out. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It's like too much. You broke the system. It just. You'll drive by and it'll just say, "Look it up." Right. Exactly. You're on your own. <laughs> Figure it out. But I don't know. That's it. I, I told you the story before this morning. My daughter, I, I, I forgot to get Mega Millions tickets over the weekend. I'm like, oh, well, she's still out. And I text her, can you stop by, you know, Publix? There's still times, like 15 minutes before it closes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came home with one number. God bless. One number. Like, I'll reimburse <laughs> you if you get the cash. Just one line, one ticket. One. She goes, well, you know, the lady wanted, you know, four dollars or two. I got confused. I just took one. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Give me a ticket. Who buys one number? <laughs> what a story that would be if we won on one number. See, yeah, there you go. You almost had the story. You always look for the story, right? There's always a story connected with these winners. That would have been the one. Yours could have been local, <laughs> local South Florida man tells Zara to buy a ticket at the last minute. She got confused and only bought one. That's and right. It ended up being just enough to win the jackpot. And the, the follow-up story would have been. College daughter refuses to share lottery winnings. <laughs> Film at 11. Local man local man left homeless if daughter steals money. <laughs> local man lives in gutter. Oh, no. <laughs> daughter celebrates win. It turned real dark. <laughs> well, these folks don't need to uh, play Mega Millions at all. Feel good story of the day. For them, oh. the cast of Stranger Things. 
Now, they've been making a lot of money, although I don't know what they made for the first season because that thing was just thrown together. They didn't know if they'd get re-signed. They barely got a production deal with Netflix. Remember that? And some, how did how did everybody find Stranger Things in the first place? I don't know. It just became a thing. It got so huge, so fast. Still one of the one of the biggest television shows of yeah. all time. You know what it was? It was kind of like I don't think it's too far of Trakistan, but as far as just you know getting noticed, it was like Tiger King. Remember when Tiger King came out? And it was during the pandemic, so that was different. Came out of nowhere. Totally out of nowhere. All of a sudden, everyone started talking about it. It's like one person sees it, that tells, yep. and then two people see it, and you start talking about it. It goes on social media, yep. and then everybody ends up seeing it. That's what it was. It was. And it was, I think I think that was a direct benefit of one of those you might like to enjoy. Remember they used to feature like three things right. on there? That's exactly what this was. That's exactly what that was. But now, heading towards season five of Stranger Things, this is where the cast is right now. Winona Ryder and David Harbour, who play uh, Joyce and Hopper, respectively. Oh, yes. This is their salary for season five. And I don't know who published this, though, and how they got on. I don't know. Did they want this out there? I don't even know. Hmm. $9.5 million each for season five. Good for them. Winona Ryder's career was dead, by the way. She was done. That's a good point. It was over. This was thing. She was like begging to be cast in this thing. The second tier of characters, which is like all the most of the kids that you know. They're making over seven million bucks for season five. The third tier is like side characters, but still important. Like if you watch the show, like Steve Harrington, uh, Charlie Heaton is Will's brother. You know right. those kind of people. Six million bucks each. That's that ain't bad. Not bad to be on the lower tier. I'll take it. The highest tier of all is one that's not even published. Millie Uh-oh. Bobby Brown, who is eleven, she's the biggest star to come out of this thing. Yeah. They don't even publish her number because nobody knows what it what it is. It's a Netflix deal. A long-term deal, which is smart of her people, with Stranger Things, sure, but also the Enola Holmes movies right. that she signed up for, and I guess helped develop too, with at least one other project. Probably safe to say it's getting that's well over nine and a half million dollars. Yeah, I think so. And <laughs> she's she's doing all right, Millie Bobby Brown. Man, well, they were good for them though, because that was a little show that could. You know, oh, nobody I, really I love paid, it. Yeah, nobody really paid attention to it when it was in production. You know, they were told it was going to fail. Netflix wasn't even out there when they were filming it. They just kind of did their own thing. It was this, you know, small cast that filmed the show together. And all of a sudden, everybody loves it. And, you know, it's one of the biggest shows in the world. I love It's a great, I think they've done a great job with it. It's been really entertaining. My family has loved it. But you're right. It's the story of, of like, these guys that produce this thing. And if Netflix had not come around, nobody would have seen this show. Yeah, exactly. Which means... Because I think Winona Ryder, she was the only one really well-known before this, right? Pretty much, right? Her, yeah, that was, she was Her, it. including David Harbour, and all of these cast of characters, they probably wouldn't even have careers right now. It's Mo- I mean, most likely. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, David Harbour there who plays Hopper. Right. He said he was in a meeting with WB before doing Stranger Things. Like, he had Stranger Things already set, and he was getting, like, getting turned down for movie roles, and they were saying, you know, what do you have on tap type thing, and... He's like, well, I got this show coming up, Stranger Things. And they're like, oh, the Duffer Brothers. Oh, that, they're terrible. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> well, all those guys at WB, by the way, are out of jobs. Those, those uh, top brass. They should be. Good. Yeah. They stuck to the guns. They had a dream. They worked it. The thing I don't believe is the Duffer Brothers claim that they have, they have the entire story. At season one, had the entire story through season five written out. I don't know about written out. Maybe they had the idea in their head. As far as, you know, like, some main points here and there. But come on. I don't know about written out. Like, you know, J.J. Abrams had the idea for Lost when Lost came out. He knew the last episode. He knew the last episode was going to be. 
but it doesn't mean you have it written. You just know where you're going, what your end point is. I don't know. Maybe they, that's what they mean. They all claim that. <laughs> Not too sure about that. All right, we've got uh, the NFL schedule set. Ooh. We've got all the playoff teams. That's all been decided. And now we have the schedule. Did they decide to go with, because this was up in the air, by the way. Did they decide to go with Super set, Super uh, Wild Card Saturday? Or is it just two playoff games on Saturday? So it's two on Saturday and then three on Sunday and okay. then one on Monday. Okay, so they spread it out for the three days. Right. Okay, so on Saturday, who do we have? We have, off the top of my head, the 49ers and the Seahawks. At 4.30, I think it's 4.35 to be exact. Right. But the Seahawks snuck in last night with the Lions beating the Packers. The Packers would have got in, and they lose at home to the Lions on prime time. So, wild stuff there. I didn't see Seattle doing that. No. Good for them. But they got in as the 7th seed, 49ers at 2. And then right. the AFC game at night on Saturday in Jacksonville. Duval gets a home playoff Boy, game. you're not kidding. Playing the Chargers on Saturday nights. So that's a. I mean, gosh, when was the last time Jacksonville had a home playoff game? It's been a long time. You know what people forget, though? I said this before. They've had good seasons. They have. I think it was the, the last time. I think the AFC Championship game was 96, I think. But they've been in the division round before. Yes. Well, actually, what was, was it the AFC title game when they lost to the Patriots? Or was it the Patriots or the Steelers? That was only like six or seven years ago. Well, I think it was the 2018 season because it was okay. really close. It was a really close game, but the Pats were losing most of that game. I don't know whether that was the championship game or the division round. I forget, but I know it was pretty far along. And that, You're right. That wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. So That was Bortles. That was the Blake Bortles era. Bortles service. That's right. Wow. So good for the Jags. Sunday's got your three games. It's Dolphins-Bills at one. Right. So Dolphins-Bills round three this season as they go up to uh, Buffalo. We don't know what's happening with Tua yet. We'll see what happens there if the doctors clear them. Then we'll, we'll see what happens from there. And then I believe it's uh, the Giants and the Vikings around 4 o'clock on Sunday. You know what took me by surprise? Because I forgot with the tie. But the final, they were looking at, what was it, 9-3-1 and one at one point for the Giants? Yeah. How good of a season they had? I know, right. Really good. So maybe, I don't know. I mean, the Vikings were always that team when we did our picks. We always talked about them being kind of like that mystery team. We didn't know what to make of them. They were a problem. So, All season long. But then Monday night is the big primetime game between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. You got Tom Brady at home against the Cowboys. So that's that's going to be a big deal Monday night. I think that's going to be the biggest draw, ratings-wise. Yeah, that's I think why so. I think. Just, just built-in audience with Brady, you know, nationwide, and the Cowboys. Just still think what you want about them. The huge national audience. Oh, for sure. That's huge. Always. Oh, and Sunday night is Bengals and Ravens. And then just real quickly, we got college football champion decided tonight. Yes. We got TCU and we got Georgia. We got a Cinderella story or we have a repeat champion. It's man, what is what a season of college football. And it comes down, like you said, you couldn't write this stuff. It's either gonna be Cinderella ending mm-hmm. or you're gonna have continued dominance from Georgia. I'm looking forward to the watches. I can't believe I don't know what it was. I just caught up in the NFL and in busy day today and all those different things, and I forgot. That college football championship was on tonight. I did too, and it should be a good game. I was looking forward to this, and I forgot it was tonight. I think Georgia wins, but they don't cover the, the point spread. It's like 14 points. It's too big. That's a disrespectful point spread. It is. TCU's been great all season. They lose one game to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship. I'm very surprised by that spread with a neutral site. Yes. Where's the game again? Uh, in, in L.A., SoFi, where the Rams play in the Chargers. Boy, that's like, that's very neutral. Right. I mean, that's way out there. <laughs> All right, who's going to travel better to that game, though? We know Georgia has a huge fan base, but this isn't in New Orleans, or this no. isn't in Atlanta, and this isn't... But 
TCU, right outside of Dallas, a lot of money. That's true. Once in a lifetime, maybe. I guess we'll know. Uh, I think there's going to be a shocking amount of TCU fans there. You might be right. You might see a lot of purple in the crowd tonight. I absolutely think that. Because I was watching the Celtics-Mavericks game. They were all wearing purple, the fans. Oh, is that right? That's what they're uh-huh. into. More so than the Cowboys, I think. They're ready to travel. So we'll find out. We'll have a new uh, college champion we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll also have a Mega Millions update. With all that said, get your tickets. And uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you tomorrow.